Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to all those attending the virtual office for District Council Planning Committee meeting, and to anybody listening in on to the broadcast. I'll start by running through how I intend to run today's committee. Although we're not in the council chamber, can I ask you all to either turn off your mobile phones or at least put them on silent? Thank you. Virtual meetings are, have become a very common experience for most of us nowadays. Um, but public meetings such as this committee are business as usual. Therefore, it is important that we continue to conduct ourselves in an orderly and professional manner. As you would imagine, there are regulations governing virtual meetings that state you must be able to hear and be heard. Therefore, shortly, I will ask our Democratic Services Officer, Chris Gibson, to take a register so that those listening will know who is present today. As a reminder, please keep yourself on mute at all times when not speaking. This should prevent undue distraction from background noise. Mr Gibson, if you could call, call the register, please. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Please indicate you're present when I call your name. Councillor Bagnall? Present. Councillor Caton, I have apologies from. Councillor Fairhurst? Present. Councillor Freeman? Councillor Freeman? Present. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Gregory is substituting for Councillor Pavitt, who sends apologies. Present. Councillor LeCount? Present. Councillor Lemon? Present. Councillor Lachlan sends apologies. Councillor Merrifield? Present. Councillor Reeve? Present. Councillor Storer? Present. And Councillor Sutton? Present. Thank you, Chair. We've also got myself, uh, Councillor Sell, substituting for Councillor Caden. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor Sell. Also, for the benefits of those listening um, today, the officers we have with us are from Planning, Mr Nigel Brown, the Development Manager, and from his team, we will have Mr Clive Theobald um, and Mr William and... I'm terribly sorry, I have forgotten your surname. Perhaps you could remind me, or Nigel, could you perhaps remind me of Miss William's surname? William Allwood. William Allwood. Very sorry, Mr Allwood. I've <laughs> fallen out of, the, out of my head, so sorry for that. We also have um, Miss Alicia Alemanuel as well. Um, I think that's everybody. And was it some? No, we also sorry, so Chairman. We also have Mark Sawyer's as well. Mark Sawyer's as well. So I think you've got Maria Shoesmith as well. Is Maria Shoesmith still I'm, I'm here. Oh, so I'm failing miserably. I do apologise. <laughs> I do apologise. Um, right. So we also have from Democratic Services, Mr. Ben Ferguson and Mr. Cripps Gibson, and as always, our legal officer, Ms. Elizabeth Smith. As with all planning committees, our council officers have prepared reports on each of the planning applications before us today and are recommended whether each particular application should be approved or refused. It is, however, for the planning committee members to assess the application and make the final decision. Today we have six applications to consider. For each application, I will ask the relevant officer to give a short presentation on the proposal, which will appear on our screens outlining the reasons for their recommendation. 
I will then invite those of you who are registered to speak on the particular application, sorry, just disappeared off my screen, um, to present your views. The applicant will then be given the opportunity to speak to their proposal and address any issues that have come up from the other speakers or the officer's report. Once we have gone through this, I will then open the discussion to the planning committee members to make their points on the matter, to ask relevant questions of the officers before asking them to make a decision on the application, with the proposal to vote on whether the application should be approved, refused, or in fact deferred. With the exception of the vice chair, Councillor Lemon, please do not speak unless I ask you to do so. To indicate that you wish to speak, please raise the blue hand next to your name on the right hand side of your screen. This will indicate you wish to speak to myself and Councillor Lemon, the vice chair. I will take each request in order and will not accept anyone speaking out of turn unless raising a point of order and only if a valid one. If not, you will then be asked to raise your blue hand. Please only use the chat function at the bottom of the screen should you wish to give your apologies to leave the meeting part of the way through or on your return. Before we go to the first application, we need to have take any declarations of interest today. Are there any declarations of interest? And can you raise your blue hands, please? Councillor Bagnall. Uh, items five and six, Chair, I'm a member of Takeley Parish Council. Thank you very much. Councillor Freeman. Councillor Freeman. Member, yeah, member of the Morton Town Council, thank you. Thank you very much. Councillor Fairhurst. Yes, the same thing, member of Southern Walden Town Council. Thank you. Um, any other declarations of interest? No? Okay, thank you very much. Clicking this, sorry, I've lost people. So I do apologize, I seem to have, there we go. Um, so, so next item on the agenda is agreeing the minutes of the previous meeting. So, are you all content that the minutes are accurate from the last month's previous planning committee meeting? If I could just see a raise of hands from you all, that would be great. Thank you very much. Therefore, I will sign those, <laughs> well, along with all the other ones, Mr. Gibson. At some point, I will, we will connect and I will take, I will spend, as long as I'm promised a cup of coffee while I sign them. That would be great. Thank you. Um, we have another one on here, which is agreeing the minutes of the Stansted application. Um, so, we need to agree these minutes. Therefore, I open this up to any other, any comments about the minutes. Um, of these, are there any? Are there anybody would like to make any other alterations or additions? I believe, I think there was some. I see Councillor Fairhurst has his hand up, as has Councillor Freeman. Thank Councilor you, Madam Chairman. Um, we need, as you say, to to approve these minutes post haste. Um, I have a couple of small changes that I think I would like to suggest. But in fact, um, then I would happily propose approval. The first question I must point to is on page seven. I think, wait, let me just get the page, uh, page seven. Um, when I raised a point of order and I expressly asked that it be for the record, um, the order was 
it's not normal practical case of to give second report, a second written report. The complaint was not the report, but there was a written report as was submitted as as a an extra item. Um, with that, including the word written, I'd be happy to support that number. Um, and and then the rest are, are minor changes which do not um, um, uh, should not worry the meeting as I see it. Okay. Um, so you see, so sorry, mine, the ones I'm looking at don't have pages, so... Okay, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, the number is PC108. That would be helpful, thank you. And, 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 the, and the, the second line, a point of order was raised by Councillor Fairhurst. He stated that it was not normal practice for the case officer to give a second report. Okay. It should be second yeah, written report. Thank you. Um, so, members... Are you and I, I think I'll ask for can you can you could you please you know the the actions button? Sorry, chair, point of order. Chair, yes. point of order, I think you've still got uh, Councillor Freeman to ask a question. I was well if it's something to do with this one. Mr. Ferguson, in fact, before I go to Councillor Freeman, thank you very much, Councillor Bagnall. I think I'll ask um either Mr. Ferguson mm. or Miss Ms. Smith about this. Do we need, should I take these one at a time to agree or could I have some guidance on this, please? Absolutely, Chair. Um, well, I think um, it, it's quite right to, to take amendments and, and see if there's any dissent in the room. Um, so if there's any dissent to Councillor Fairhurst's proposal, we will need to take a vote. If there's not, we'll move on to the next amendment. And if that's agreeable to the committee, then we'll move on to the next amendment and so on. Right, okay. So let's do it like this. Is there, if there is any dissent, could you raise your hand, please, to that? Right, there is some dissent. Councillor Freeman, would you like to say why? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. It's, it's a very minor point, but under number of flights, I'm looking at the... Oh, no, sorry, Councillor Freeman. No, not your point as yet. I'm talking about the point that Councillor Fairhurst just said. No okay. Point. Right, okay. So, I take it then that there is no dissent to the point that Councillor Freeman, sorry, Fairhurst has just said. So, could we have that put in, please? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. Um, right, Councillor Freeman. Yes. It's under number of flights in the minute. And of course, I was one of the people that were there. Uh, I'll read it out. It says, uh, in relation to the number of flights, the following matters were discussed. And the first bullet point, it says it was perceived by at least one member that the November 2018 planning committee, etc., etc. Um, I was obviously there, and I, I, that, that isn't my recollection. I, I think it should say one member. Uh, at least one member has a different flavour to it. It suggests that there were more. We just didn't manage to vote them all in. Uh, it's a minor point. I would just delete uh, at least. Actually, whoops. Councillor, uh, sorry, I'm getting the... Can I just say that the recording's not um, working? Mr. It, is, it is working. I've got it on these headphones. It's, it's working. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Ferguson. Thank you, Councillor LeCount. Um, actually, I was going to bring that up, Councillor Freeman. Thank you for bringing it forward. 
Um, no, I can't find my bit of this part that I've written it on, if you will. If, why is it you never can find? The piece, apologies for this, just let me do, because I know I wrote it on it, because I did it yesterday. Oh, here we go, I've got it. Thank you. Sorry for that. Oh, we're getting feedback. I can hear my. I could hear myself there. Has somebody got it, the recording on, somewhere? Or well, the broadcast? I mean, I could hear it there. Okay. Um, I was going to suggest that we put a member said. So, in so it'd be a member said that the November two thousand. 18 planning committee and does how does that sound no does madam chair um councillor fairhurst wishes yes thank you councillor fairhurst sorry madam chair um, i wasn't going to discuss the question perceived but i in fact advanced um notes from the original minutes which pointed to a lack of confusion so if we're going to take out the word perceived and make one member, then you have to mention that I actually quoted from the minutes. Oh, the sorry, did I not say perceived? I should have said perceived. It's a member. I, I'm saying the word perceived is not correct. I'm arguing that I stated it and yeah. quoted the minutes. A member said, that's why I'm taking it out. Yeah. A member said. A member said. A member said. Did I, did I say perceived just now? I don't think I did. I said a member said. Yeah. So yeah, you did say a member said. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Smith. Um, so, are members content that we change that to a member said? Are there, is there any dissent with that? Councillor Emin, are you happy with that or is that you wanting to say something? You're happy? Yes, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Thank you. So, could we change that, please? Thank you very much. Um, Councillor Freeman, do you wish to say something else or has your hand just been left up? Your hand's just been left up. Thank you. Is there anything else in the minutes that we need any changes? Is there anything? Mr. Ferguson. Thank you, Chair. I just want to point out, Councillor Sell is um, mentioned as being a member, ward member for Stanston South. It, it should read Stanston North. Um, oh, absolutely, yes. Thank you. you need to know where you come from, Councillor Sell, don't you? <laughs> Uh, true, Mr. Ferguson. So I, I didn't think I'd mention it again. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything? So is there, if there's nothing else. There's, um, uh, Madam Chair, there is one minor correction. Uh, okay. Under number of flights, there is a typographical error in the second bullet point, and it should be two seven. Four thousand, not two seven eight. That is just. Oh, I correct. see where it says was capped at. Mm. Yes, it's just to correct a typographical error. Oh, I think that's fine, everybody, because we know it was two seven four, don't we? Then again, this mouse has been very really, yeah. Okay, if the council leave, just another going. Typographical errors. There is a further one in the last paragraph of hang on, uh, PC one hundred three. 
um, it says in the second line, it says regulations 201, it should be 2010. So it's the wrong way, it's been trans transposed? Yes. No, no, it, there's, a, there's a digit missing, so it's a typographical error. Uh, it's a date, 2010, not a date, 201, which would have been in Roman times. Well, they would have got a shot. They would have got a shot, wouldn't they? Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor Reeve. So, is, is, do you wish to say something else, or is is your hand just there? Oh no, that was what. That's my fine. Hand Thank was you. Thought. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, I'll just leave you a second. There appears to be nothing else. So. I think I will actually take a formal vote on this if you would, I think it would be better. So, um, Mr. Gibson, if you could call the register, please, on this one. Um, we will do that. Or is it better to come from Elizabeth Smith? Which one, would, which one do we think? I normally do oh, the you normally voting. Do yeah, I normally do the voting. Yes, so let's do it. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Gibson. Right then, ladies and gentlemen, on a motion that the minutes of the Stansted Airport meeting taking place over the 17th and 24th of January 2020 be accepted as a true record. If, when I call your name, could you say whether you're for the motion, against it, or are abstaining? Uh, you know, I, I did, you know, I need, sorry, I, sorry to interrupt. I didn't need a second on that, did I? I think you do, Madam Chair. Yes, sorry. I'll second. I'll second. Oh. Oh, oh. So, proposed by the Chair and, and seconded uh, by Councillor LeCount. Yes, yeah, let's just do that one. Yes, thank you. I saw lots of hands, but I think Councillor LeCount's voice came through first, yes. Thank you, everybody. Councillor Bagnall. Councillor Fairhurst. Abstain. Councillor Freeman. Four. Councillor LeCount. Four. Councillor Lemon. Four. Councillor Merrifield. Four. Councillor Reed. Four. Councillor Stora. Four. Councillor Sutton. Councillor Gregory? No, Councillor Gregory can't vote because he wasn't there. Yes, yes. so uh, I'll put him in as an abstention purely for the record. And Councillor Sell? Or I was there. So we have nine votes in favour in favor of acceptance of the minutes of a as being a true record and two abstentions, one of whom was not present. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, moving on, we have agenda item three, UTT 192354, Outline Planning Commission, the land west of Butleys Lane, Great Dunmore. And the officer presenting it is um, Mr. Allwood. William, thank you very much. Over to you.
Raj, we can't hear you. Um, I, I can't share my screen. Mr. Brown. You can someone able... put the uh, yeah, presentation should... up? William, you should Jeez. be able to now. Can everyone see it? Yes, thank you, we can. I just need to... Um... I can't see it now. Um... Technology is a wonderful thing. I'll just have to use the presentation I previously prepared because um, I, I can't see the screen. Um, thank you, Chair. So this is an application um, land to the west of Buckley's Lane, Great Gummo. Um, it's an outline planning application with all matters reserved apart from access for the erection of 60 dwellings. Um, Because I can't see the shared screen, um, I can't scroll down. Can you hear me okay? Oh yes, we can hear you. Um, uh, I, this happened on Monday as well. Somebody assist, um, Mr. Allwood. I'm trying to work out what's that you're not, you're unable to, you can't. I, I can't see the screen. I can't see the, the, scared, the shared screen. So if you press, if you press return or click, left quick, click, you should go onto the next screen and we'll tell you whether you have or not. It's, no, nothing's happened. Um, all right, I probably. Hmm. It's on. Slideshow record slideshow. That should perhaps unshare and try and start again. Mm. So yeah, something significant happened there. Yeah. <laughs> your your cursor is now moving around. Well. Yeah. So you've got. May have some control now, but you still can't see it. I assume it, it, it's not on show slideshow. No, it's it's on. Yeah, it's no, slide, no, it's, no, it's on record slideshow. It should be on from beginning or from current slide. So if you, yeah, obviously William's doing this blind, so he can't. Yeah. <laughs> it may be worth unsharing and sharing again, William, just to see if that works. Okay.
seems to be stuck on that. If it, when, when you unshare it, then change it from uh, record slideshow to... Right. When you see it, then just go to start slideshow rather than record slideshow. Do apologize for interrupting, Sandy. I won't do it. No, it's okay. It's fine. No, that's, that's what I was going to say. No, it's sticky. It seems to be stuck on record slideshow, doesn't it? Oh. Oh, right. um, Can somebody else bring it up? If you find a shout out next slide or something. Yeah, I was going. I was going to say, Mr. Um, Mr. Brown, could you perhaps? Do you it, have access to? This? I haven't got access at the moment, but what I can do, um, well, unless Maria can help. Sorry, Maria, because Maria's got sharing rather than. But you have got access. Have you got access to the slideshow? After the slideshow, um, I need to have a look. I'll, uh, Sorry, to bunk. Okay. William, can you not go on file? If you just go on file and then from there, rather than the slideshow bit, just yeah. go on file. I actually have access, so I should be able to share my screen. And then, will you right. click through? Okay. Yeah. Um. I think need to change host. No, got it. Is that okay? But there's two people in the waiting room as well. Oh, yeah, we there there may be for the next case. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. So, um, thanks, Maria. I'll, I'll crack on, yeah? yeah. So, so, the application for sick, outline application for city dwellings, land to west of Butler's Lane. Great, done, man. Hopefully, members will receive the, the late rec from County Highways with regards to the, uh, the, the bus issues, which was raised um, in, in the pre meeting on Monday. That, that provides some, some clarification. Um, the application site is located on the southern side of Stortford Road, the B1256, and to the west of Butler's Lane, and comprises an area of 2.13 hectares. The site is relatively flat and well screened, and is currently in agricultural use. There is a barn conversion located to the south of the site, and there's a low wall separating the site from the dwelling. To the west of the site is a fencing supplies yard. Highwood is located opposite the site, which is a triple SI and an ancient woodland. Also located to the north of Stortford Road, it's land with outlying consent for up to 790 dwellings. This kind of permission was granted in 2015, and reserved matters have been approved for the Spine Road and a secondary access point. Further reserved matters, applications for housing, are currently being considered to the northeast of this site. The land to the south of Stortford Road and east of Butler's Lane is allocated for housing and a new secondary school. A county council application for a all-through school was submitted in August 2020 on land immediately to the east of the application site. Further, a hybrid application for 440 dwellings was resolved to be approved at UDC Planning Committee on the 19th of August um, 2020. Um, on land further to the east of the school site. Have the next slide, please, Maureen. 
Thank you. The asylum outline application relates to the erection of up to 60 dwellings with all matters reserved except for access. Indicative drawings have been submitted which show how up to 60 dwellings, roads, footpaths and landscape areas could be accommodated at the site. The outline application indicates a range of dwelling types from bungalows to larger detached properties in accordance with policy. The next slide, please. The illustrative landscape master plan shows the strengthening of the existing lands landscape buffer around the site. The proposal would also introduce sustainable urban drainage systems to the southwest of the site. The next slide, please. The access and pedestrian, so the vehicle and pedestrian access is proposed via a central road onto Stortford Road. The pedestrian access will provide new footway links to the proposed school to the east and the connection to Fitch Way to the south. Next slide, please. Uh, this is a view of the Dunmo Fenton Supply site to the west of the application site. Next slide, please. And this is slide showing the junction of Stortford Road with Butley's Lane with the entrance current entrance to the agricultural field, i.e. application site, to the top right-hand corner of that slide. If you go back to the um, indicative master plan layout, please, that's good, thank you. Uh, I'm going to briefly talk through some, some issues. Um, the site was allocated in the emerging local plan um, for the delivery of approximately 60 dwellings. Members will be aware they decided to withdraw the, the draft up into the local plan 2019 and start a new local plan at the extraordinary council meeting in April 2020. That decision was in response to the government appointed inspector's letter dated 10th of January 2020 and the independent peer review report from the East of England Local Government Association dated 23rd of March 2020. And the emerging plan now has little weight. Utterson District Council acknowledges that it cannot demonstrate a five-year supply of livable housing sites in accordance with paragraph 73 of the National Planning Policy Framework, and therefore paragraph 11D, which sets out a presumption in favour of tenable development for decision-makers, is applicable. As advised at paragraph 5.1 of this report, of your report, sorry, Council has decided to withdraw the draft um, out of the local plan and start a new plan at your extraordinary council meeting in April 2020. However, consideration should be given to um, strategic to the strategic land availability assessment, which informed the now withdrawal local plan process and indicated which sites should be allocated in the new local plan. The Strategic Housing Assessment assesses whether new sites are suitable, achievable and available. Whilst the new local plan has been withdrawn, the evidence base to the withdrawn local plan is considered material to the determination of the plan application. And this approach has been confirmed by recent planning inspectors in dealing with appeals in Uttlesford. In respect of this site, to the west of Butler's Langlet, Dunmo. The following 
was advised by officers of the council. There are three questions. Firstly, is the site suitable? Officers advised at that time, this is the Greenfield site to the western side of Great Dunmo. It lies beyond the development limits of the Great Dunmo neighbourhood plan. It's some distance from existing development, but the, but the intervening land to the south of the B1256 is allocated for development in the main Great Dunmo neighbourhood plan. Land to the north of the B1256 and east of Highwood has been granted planning permission for development. Land to the west of this site has been proposed through a call for sites. The site is, is within walking cycling distances of services and facilities in Great Dunmo, particularly if the adjoining sites are developed and include a secondary school, medical facilities, and area for sport and recreation. The second question, is the site achievable? Development of the site is achievable. Third question, is the site available? The site is considered available for development. Yeah. It has been promoted through the call for sites process with land ownership and intentions known. To conclude, the site is available and development is considered achievable and suitable. As set out in the report, members, Great Dunmo Town Council object to the scheme on the basis that the development is inconsistent with the provisions of their development, sorry, with their neighbourhood plan, is unsustainable and the infrastructure, infrastructure cannot cope with the additional development. However, and as advised, the added protection of the Great Dunmo neighbourhood plan is not applied to the provision of housing due to guidance contained in the National Planning Policy Framework 2019, paragraph 14, which states that the neighbourhood plan is, is more than two years old and the council have less than three years housing supply. When taking the application as a whole, the benefits of the proposal, including the delivery of 40% affordable housing, highway improvements, and financial contributions towards infrastructure, are considered to outweigh the harm to the character of the rural area. Therefore, Chair, it is recommended the application be approved. Thank you. Excuse me, Madam Chair. Um, I've yes. just been informed we've uh, lost Councillor Councillor LeCount's video. Can he still hear us, please? Councillor LeCount? Oh, oh dear. Um, is he, is, he's not trying to get back in, is he? No? Is he trying to re-enter? Must have had a, a, a feeling of oh. internet. Well, that's unfortunate. Excuse me, Chair, I'll try and contact him. Okay, thank you. If you would, Councillor Stora, that would be good. Thank you. It appears, if I may, Madam Chair, from the note I've got, he probably only missed one sentence. So when we reach um, the point of taking a vote on this, if he could mention that, please. Yes. Okay. If we can, if you could remind him, please, Elizabeth, when we come to the vote. Yeah. If you would, thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Allwood, for that. Um, we have 
three speakers today. Um, first one is Councillor Moore from Dunmore Town Council. Thank you, Chair. Sorry, Chair, before we go on, can we ask Maria to unshare her screen? Yes, boss. Thank you. Thank you very much for reminding me. Right. <clears throat> Have we um, located Councillor LeCount yet? Yes, he's here. We can see him. He's back. He's back. If you could just mention, Councillor LeCount, that um, you are back for the purposes of the audio record. According to the time note we have, you missed approximately the last couple of sentences of the presentation. Would you be kind enough to confirm your very last recollection, please? Can't, you have to un unmute, please, Councillor LeCount. I was, I just turned my video off when I heard everything that was said. Oh, that's all right. As long as you could hear, that is acceptable. That's fine, Elizabeth. I'm absolutely happy with that. Thank you. Okay. But it has to be said for the record, obviously. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you both. Good afternoon, Councillor Moore. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Good afternoon, Councillors. Um, yes, my name's Councillor Terry Moore, uh, speaking on behalf of Great Dunmo Town Council. And uh, as you've just heard, <laughs> we are uh, asking that this application be refused. Uh, the site is indeed outside the Great Dunmo Neighbourhood Plan, um, <clears throat> but we do believe it would destroy the rural setting and character of our town from the west entry uh, <clears throat> there uh, by the bottom of the estate. Uh, we also object to the proposed access, which in our opinion would not effectively serve the residents. It's a very narrow road and they're prepared proposing a feeder lane there, which will be very interesting to fit. It may fit mathematically, but that would be cosy. Um, over the next 10 years, growth of uh, new amenities will, local to this will improve, but until then, the site will be isolated and unsustainable. Again, we feel that's a, a reasonable cause to refuse this application. As has previously been mentioned, um, <clears throat> County Council's views on uh, future schooling in the area have changed since this application was first put through, and we are now indeed looking at the prospect of an all-through school, uh, all the way from primary to sixth form education, being uh, built uh, in the land directly to the east of the site. All of those things combined, we actually believe that <coughs> distance between this site and Great Dunmo would prohibit pedestrian and cycle access, except for the most enthusiasts. Certainly on a cold winter morning, I can't imagine school children uh, you know, walking some of these distances, etc., around that site now. So we believe, therefore, that will add to road traffic on this road. It's a B-class road, and frankly, it's already carrying A-class traffic through Dunmo, along the bypass to Thaxted, and of course, indeed, into Saffron Walden. We do note that the low level of district housing um, is important and that does indeed out, outweigh uh, <clears throat> the neighbourhood plan itself. Uh, but we still believe we are right to, to make this objection. Our neighbourhood plan uh, allows for a controlled growth of Great Dunmo, including 2,500 homes, a new secondary school, two primary schools, a community centre, a sports centre, playing fields, allotment, and a health centre. No more homes, please. 
Thank you, Madam Chairman. Thank you very much, Councillor Moore. So, sorry uh, to interrupt, Chair. It looks like we've lost Councillor Freeman as well. Is Councillor Freeman still there? Councillor Freeman. Oh, Councillor Freeman, I've just simply switched off that, my video. That's fine. Thank you ever so much, Councillor. Okay, Thank you. Um, our next speaker is Councillor Lavelle as District Councillor. Councillor Lavelle. Thank you, uh, Chair. Uh, so my name is Patrick Lavelle, and I'm speaking in my capacity as a District Councillor for Dunmo South and Barnston, which is the ward uh, impacted by this application, to strongly object to this application. The Dunmo Neighbourhood Plan provides a description of Great Dunmo as follows. Great Dunmo generally has a high quality environment, an historic town centre forming the heart of a conservation area and attractive landscape surrounding the town some good open spaces and an attractive riverside. Consistent with the neighborhood plan, the town council vision, uh, the town council has a vision for the westerly edge of the town, which will be a gradual transition from open countryside and ancient woodland through playing fields, low density homes, low level sports buildings, stepping up to school buildings with higher density housing being confined to the east and to lower ground. This proposed development would cause harm to the open countryside setting of the historic market town of Great Dunmo, totally inconsistent with the number of houses that are proposed <coughs> to, be, to be built. Retaining a visual gap between settlements has been a reason for appeal dismissals in the past, where inspectors identify the gap as important in providing some physical and visual separation between the built-up areas of two settlements, such as, for example, in this case, Great Dunno and Little Canfield, preventing an impression of them merging together. It is also vital to our residents not to urbanise the surroundings of historic buildings and ancient woodlands, like high, high woods, which, is, which will be impacted by this proposed development. In such an isolated position, the proposed controlled pedestrian and equestrian crossing would be essential to cross the 1256. We already have two other signalised crossings planned along the Stortford Road that will inevitably cause traffic delays along a road that we know is already heavily used. The ability to pull out of the existing lay-by and enter the Stortford Road from Buckley's Lane is already very difficult. Exiting the new development is likely to be very challenging, particularly if they are allowed to turn right, and will become increasingly difficult over time. This is likely to lead to ongoing congestion along the whole stretch of B1256, and the approach to the A120 junction, which is one of the major approaches from Dunmo. The proposed development has no easy pedestrian or cycle access to the town and would effectively be a dormitory development on the outskirts of Dunmo, bringing minimal benefits to the town businesses, the shops and the restaurants, and would probably not provide the residents of the development with the quality of life that they could reasonably expect from living in a town like Great Dunmo. 
There is also grave concern about the location of the exit road from the development, which is directly opposite Highwood, a site of special scientific interest and historic woodland. The development will further surround the wood. We already know we have approved development to the, um, to the west of Highwood. And light pollution, especially from the headlights of vehicles exiting the development at night, would harm the wildlife in the woods and would be a breach of our obligation to protect this important natural habitat. In support of the Town Council and the wishes of the local community, I object to this development. The development is not large, it's only 60 homes, but it will create damage at a level that is disproportionate to the number of homes provided. It will degrade the initial impression of Dunmo for occupants of any vehicles approaching the town from the west, giving it an image of urban sprawl rather than, as we requested, as we set out in the neighbourhood plan, an, attract, uh, an attractive landscape surrounding the town. It will add to the traffic congestion on a road that is already highly congested and for which significant new development has already been approved. A dormitory development like this does not benefit either the existing residents of Dunmo nor the potential new residents who will not get the quality of life that they could, should reasonably expect from moving to a, an area like, like this in Uttlesford. In summary, Whilst Great Dunro strongly supports good development, which brings new residents and businesses to the town, this is not a good development, and I urge you to refuse this application. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor Lovell. Um, we now have the agent, Mr. Sam Metzen. Good afternoon, Mr. Metzen. Can't see you yet. Sorry, he's re he's re rejoining the meeting chair. He uh, his Wi-Fi dropped out momentarily, so he's, okay. he's coming back in. Okay. Good afternoon, Mr. Metzen. Hello there. Uh, hello. Are we? Are you? Is it? Are you just? Are you saying um, just your voice because of, of your internet? Yeah. Um, apologies, my Wi-Fi just dropped out, and I'm now using a mobile phone. Um, so oh. hopefully you can see and hear me okay. <laughs> to if you prefer just to keep it to to your voice that's fine because that's that's the only requirement to help with your internet um i'm happy to see how we go if you have a problem okay. i'll turn the video off if you'll excuse me apologies for the technical that's, problems that's fine. Um, that's, I've, that's I've missed the last i've yeah. missed the last 10 to 15 minutes of the meeting also i was trying to resolve the technical problems so um apologies for that okay over to you thank you okay um, so I haven't heard the other speakers, but I'm obviously conscious of the comments that have been made on the application. So I'll try and um, address those as part of the statement. But um, yes, uh, thank you, Chair, and good afternoon, members, and apologies again for the technical difficulties that I've just had. Um, my name is Sam Metzen. I'm a planning consultant from Bidwells, acting on behalf of Christine Clark and Lyndon Holmes, who are the applicants. And we've engaged extensively with, with your officers and the wider community over the last five years as we promoted this site through the local plan and the planning application processes. And we're obviously pleased that the application is now being recommended for approval. Um, as the planning officer highlighted, uh, the site was allocated in the District Council's local plan for the development of around 60 dwellings before it was withdrawn from examination due to concerns about the garden community's proposed elsewhere. 
Um, the allocation of the site nevertheless confirmed that the council considered the site to be a suitable and sustainable location for new development and anticipated uh, prompt delivery to maintain supply from a small, easily deliverable site. Although the allocation no longer applies, um, it's clear that the current planning policy and housing land supply context uh, provide a very strong case for granting permission, um, as confirmed by the officer recommendation. Um, Looking at the bigger picture, the site represents virtually the last area of developable land to the west of Great Dunmo, inside of the A120 bypass. Um, it's located directly adjacent to the new Helen Romanas All Through School, which is due to start accepting primary age pupils in September 2021 and secondary pupils a year later. It's enclosed by Stortford Road, the Flitchway and the A120, and it's located adjacent to the much larger developments of Woodside Way and Stortford Road, which have already been granted permission for 800 and 400 dwellings, respectively. In our view, the development of 60 dwellings on this final piece of land represents a logical conclusion to the pattern of development in this part of Great Dunmo. Moreover, the scheme will deliver 40% affordable housing to help address the district's affordability issues, alongside biodiversity enhancements that will support the objectives of the Fitchway Wildlife Corridor. We are pleased that the application has received relatively few objections from local residents. Now, we're aware of the position of the Town Council, um, and indeed, we have engaged with members of the Town Council on several occasions prior to submitting the application, both during the local plan preparation process and prior to submitting application. Uh, the Town Council's opposition appears to originally emanate from its location outside of the development boundary shown in the April plan. We sympathise with this position in some respects, but we must all acknowledge that this plan is now out of date, having been prepared before the more recent district plan and prior to the publication of the majority of its evidence base. The NAPA plan is not, therefore, based on up-to-date evidence of development needs or higher-order policy. The District Council considered the development of this site to be justified in light of that evidence and the policy when it was allocated in the, in the previous local plan. Taking account of the age of the neighbourhood plan, the district's housing, district's housing land supply deficit is clear in our view that permission should be granted. Um, dealing briefly with the specific technical points raised by the Town Council in their comments to the application. Um, firstly, um, since their uh, representations are made, there is now clear progress on the neighbouring development sites with construction fencing now in place on the Wood, Woodside Way site and reserve matters applications for over 400 dwellings having recently been submitted by Barrett Homes and Bellway Homes, uh, some of which indeed have gone in since the officer report was finalised. Uh, there's also the firm timetable in place with delivery of two new schools adjacent to the site. Um, taking account of this context, uh, we don't believe that the site can be considered to be remote from the town, um, and indeed it's within walking distance of the town centre via Stortford Road and the Fitchway, and the application will be providing enhanced pedestrian cycle and public transport infrastructure. Uh, in response to the Town Council's request, a new pedestrian cycle and equestrian crossing is being provided adjacent to the site, and this has been agreed by the Highway Authority. Secondly, uh, the Council's technical advisors on biodiversity and air quality have confirmed that they have no objections uh, to the site or have or concerns around its impacts on the Highways Triple SI, uh, which lies over, uh, over the road opposite uh, on Swarthford Road, uh, taking account of the design of the scheme and the mitigation proposed. Um, the Town Council's concerns in terms of light pollution and the impact of car headlights have not been raised as a concern by Natural England or Essex County Council's ecological advisors. 
apologies, I haven't been here to hear the statements of the um, other district council that spoke, so I'm not able to respond to those comments specifically. Uh, but just to sum up, um, I hope members will recognise that development will provide a logical conclusion to the pattern of development on this side of Great Dunmo, uh, and that you'll support our proposals for a modest scale of development uh, to meet local needs. Following through on the conclusions drawn by the local plan process taken forward over recent years, I trust that you'll be able to accept the recommendation and approve the application. Many thanks for your time. Thank you very much, Mr. Metzen. Um, I will open it up to um, members now. Councillor Sill. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, just a couple of points. I thought Councillor Lavelle's comment about, he talked about the importance of having a visual gap between settlements, namely Little Camfield and Great Dunmo was a valid one. Um, and he also mentioned about urban sprawl, which I think is important to avoid. I note that High Wood um, obviously SSI, it says on the information I've got, it's in private ownership. Have we had any representations to this application from the owners of Highwood? Mr Brown, have we? Is that our... Um, that's more of a, I think that's more of a question for William. Mr Williams, have we had anything from the owners of Highwood? You're, you're on mute. You're still on mute. I take it that you shook your... There you go. Um, I'm just going to quickly run through the consultation responses. Um, it's a specific one. Is it from... Um, no, I don't think we've had any... Sorry, Chair. We haven't had any comments per se from the owners of, of Highwood. No, we've had various representations um, from um, National England, from... That's um, fine. Sorry, I'm not interrupting. It was just a specific question about yeah. funding order. Of, it, so it, no. was, it was, and the officers confirmed that they haven't. we haven't received any comments from the owners. So that's all for the moment. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Councillor Sell. Um, Councillor Freeman. Yes, thank you, Madam Chairman. Um, I have a couple of questions for the officers. The, the first one is, if this uh, site is built out, is there a pavement from the site into Dunmo, or do you have to walk along a naked road, and is there any plan to build one? First one. The, the slide presentation, Councillor, uh, indicates um, footpath links from the site um, towards the east, so past past the new school, so it's giving, giving footpath and cycleway connections um, to the east and towards Lake Dunmo. Okay, that's good. Thank you very much. Um, the other question I was going to ask, if this is granted, this application is granted, and it has merits, uh, affordable house mix is very good, for example, and uh, there's obviously some thought gone into it. Um, can I suggest that you request either solar photovoltaic or solar thermal panels. It's not an expensive thing to add uh, from the uh, developer's point of view. It substantially reduces 
their carbon footprint of the houses. Uh, and it's consistent with Uttersworth District Council declared policy on the. We may not have a planning note on that effect. That is a policy of our council and it should be recognised by developers. So the question is, is it possible to put that on, assuming that this is a successful application? Yeah, I mean, I've given thought to introducing what was called a design code within yes. the outline planning permission, which seeks the developer to give early thought to both the um, sustainable credentials and indeed the design of, of any subsequent reserve matters application. Um, so that will be captured, Councillor, as part of discussions around how that condition is actually discharged. If I may, Chairman, excuse me, but we've had these discussions with developers before and um, uh, one, for example, in Saffron Ward, my own town, said, oh, well, solar panels, they're no good their carbon negative end of. Uh, and that's the sort of argument that gets trundled out by a developer at the reserve matters stage. So I think it should be conditioned rather more firmly uh, if we're going to grant consent for this development. Yeah, thank you. Certainly, we can make... Sorry, sorry, Chair. Yeah, go on, Mr Williams. If I'll just say we, we can give, give thought to that. Um, and there are other, in terms of ground and... Um, air, air source heating, um, you know, grey water recycling, uh, there are a number of measures which can act as more sustainable. The developer is hopefully yeah. still in the room and they can hear what, what comments are, are, are being made um, from you, from uh, Councillor. Yeah, okay, thank you very much. Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Madam Chairman. Um, 60 houses is not a bad thing. Um, it's not a small development, it's not a huge one. Um, and certainly, as said, 40% affordable is a great thing. Um, the, uh, something also mentioned in, in its favour is that it finishes out um, the development um, of two much larger developments and uh, sort of sounds like a, a brilliant project. One thing that does worry me, though, is the neighbourhood plan. It's an odd thing, the neighbourhood plan. We, we support it and, and, and encourage it as much as we can at the council um, and then it becomes outdated after two years. But is that the end of it? And I'm not sure it is. You see, I think the neighbourhood plan, which costs a lot of money and takes a lot of time, is, is more valuable than that because it, it focuses the local authority, it focuses the people, the residents, engages them, um, gives them power, if you like, to, to work towards something in the future. And that doesn't expire after two years. Um, the neighbourhood plan, I think, is something we should be considering, even if it is more than two years old. Um, and it worries me that the parish council feels this is definitely outside the neighbourhood plan. Of course, in simple planning terms, if it's outside the current development limits, that is an issue we can consider. But my, for me, the big issue is, it's very, I think it's a little bit spurious to argue that the now um, refused local plan um, still has evidence bases which are worth valuing, but we can I'm not look at the neighbourhood plan because it's two years out of date. So this does worry me. The other two issues that do worry me, I'm afraid, are, are the pressure on the SSSI High Woodland and, uh, of course, the access itself. We've been now being told at the, at the questioning of, of Councillor Freeman that there is a footpath, but it was stated previously that, in fact, there isn't cycle or pedestrian access to the town. And that goes to the essential sustainability of the project. So these are the issues that are worrying me right now. And, and let's see how where that takes us. 
Thank you very much, Councillor Fairhurst. Um, Councillor Sutton. Sorry. Um, Great Dunmow is an historic market town and um, the developer concedes that this is the, um, the last area of developable, developable land and seems to say, that seems to say all for me, that as you come into Dunmow from this point, you are met with approximately two and a half thousand houses being proposed here. Most of them have already got planning permission um, at this point. It's on a very dangerous road and it links very, very, very near Little Canfield itself. It has, um, it has great impact on the triple SSI, Ancient Woodland and Flitch Way. We do try, I think we do try to listen to our parish councils and our town councils. And I worry that um, to say yes to this development is actually going against um, the, the idea that the parish and town councils, I mean, they, they have given an awful lot of planning, awful lot of housing to us recently, um, not them, but the, the town itself. And I think we just need to take, you know, bear in mind that urban sprawl is definitely the first view that you are going to come into when you come into Dunmo and it's a lovely market town. Thank you. Thank you very much, Councillor Sutton. Uh, Councillor Stora. Thank you, Chair. May I start, please, by putting a, a question to the case officer, Mr. Allwood, and that mm -hmm. is to request what is the exact status in planning terms of the Great Dunmore Neighbourhood Plan. You need to unmute yourself. Definitely. Thank, thank you, Councillor. Um, obviously, I, I share a lot of the views of members in terms of the the, the great work that was done by the Great Great Dunmore community in uh, putting together a neighbourhood plan, um, but unfortunately. The, the MPPF um, it advises where um, the local plan, the neighbourhood plan, sorry, is more than two years old, and the local authority can cannot indicate um, more than three years land supply, which unfortunately we cannot. Then, then consideration cannot be given to the um, neighbourhood plan in considering matters of land supply. Um, it, it's quite a, it's quite a harsh, um, you know, thing. But it is set out in government policy. I mean, other other matters contained within the um, neighbourhood plan would would still have have merit in terms of design policies, uh, policies relating to ecology, um, highway matters, and what have you. But in terms of policies applicable to neighbourhood plan relating to to, to housing supply. And in terms of what the MPPF is saying, um, unfortunately, the, the, the neighbourhood plan um, cannot be taken in, in, into consideration. Fine, thank you very much for that clarification. But we have a withdrawn local plan, which is of absolutely no status whatsoever. So what we go back to then is, is basic principles um, and fundamental amongst that is the lack of a five-year hand supply plan. Um, and given the size of the site, it means that the paragraph 11 of the framework kicks in, is the tilted balance. 
and I've been listening very carefully to what Mr. Moore and Councillor Lavelle have said. And I was very impressed indeed, actually. So on that basis, I'm swinging towards a tilted balance in that, from what I've heard, the adverse impacts of granted permission would indeed significantly and demonstrably outweigh the benefits of of this proposal. On that basis, I'm I'm shying away from from granting approval for this one. That's if such an argument could be demonstrated, could be put together rather by uh, by officers, if we were to go down uh, the refusal path on this particular route. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Councillor Storer. Councillor Lemon. Yes, thank you, uh, Chair. Um, my, my one worry is urban sprawl, um, but the other question I'd like to ask, if this did get approved, are there um, electric car charging points for every house? Again, Chair, those, those kind of detailed maps would be picked up in, in terms of the design code, um, in terms of a future reserve matters application. But, but yes, we would consider um, um, charging points, potentially charging for electric scooters um, as technology moves forward. Forward, I'm sure there'll be other other ways of reducing the car, reducing carbon in, carbon footprints which we picked up in terms of any subsequent um, detailed planning application. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Lemon. Um, Councillor Bagnall, Councillor Storey, you still have your hand up, so you, do you wish to come back? Oh, I beg your pardon, I beg your pardon, Councillor. Okay. Bagnall. Thanks, Madam Chair. Uh, listening to uh, members' comments, uh, I think I've got a few areas of concern, so I, I don't think um, I can agree that it's sustainable. Um, uh, I accept that we don't have a, a, a sufficient housing supply, so we have to give that uh, a fair amount of weight. Um, I have a real issue about Gen 1 access because I believe the site is um, it's on that busy road approaching the A120 uh, and we witnessed it for ourselves it's, it's a dangerous access. So that must be given a certain amount of weight. But I also noticed the land itself is designated under EMV5. And if I could bring members' attention to 1115 in the report, um, EMV5 seeks to protect that type of land. And even the officer agrees, and he gives it full policy weight, um, whilst acknowledging that there are limited brownfield sites within the district. Um, unfortunately, the brownfield sites in the district is not really the issue. The fact is, it is this land is protected under EMV5, and I must give that a fair amount of weight as well. Um, so I, I also believe that it's potentially urban sprawl, uh, and I am concerned on top of all the approvals that have been granted across along that road, that this is a step too far. Uh, but we would need to debate that and make sure we have good reasoning for that. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Councillor Bagnall. Councillor before I come back to you, I'd just like to say something, okay? Um, I, it, that road, um, it does concern me the urban sprawl. 
it is an incredibly busy road. I come out of Buckley's Lane quite a few times and trying to turn right can be incredibly difficult um, and really quite dangerous, I have found. Um, the, we had a supplementary um, represent, um, representation this morning about the buses. Um, and there's a thing about, you know, there will be contributions towards our bus service. Um, but it says in here, at this time, we cannot determine to what extent the modal shift to the new services will be. So we don't actually, there is no bus, there is no bus company at the moment. There is, we don't know who's going, so we don't know, they don't know who's going to pick it up. Um, it could be a while. Um, the, as as um, Councillor Bell said, there's already two um, crossings on that road. So there would be four crossings. And I, I'm not, I'm sorry, I, my, I was trying to think and I didn't have time to look it up. Uh, the Toucan crossing, and I, I can't remember what the other one was, um, but I'm not quite sure how, what type of crossings they are. Um, I don't think I'd like to take a horse across one of the, that road, quite honestly. Um, but that's a personal thing. Um, so it, it does, it, it disturbs me this. Um, and people walking along there, um, children walking along there. And I know if they were going to the school, they're saying, would there be an access from on the other side? They're talking about an access from this particular site, but would there be an access into the school from that other side of Buckley's Lane? Would they give that or would they have to walk along the road? Okay, you know, so that could possibly be a, could consider a danger as well. Um, so this this site does disturb me greatly in consideration of in that consideration. Um, I didn't like particularly the fact that we were being quoted back what was a, um, from the previous plan. It's gone. I didn't like that. I don't. I wouldn't like particularly like to see that again. Really. Um, so. That that bore nothing for me because um, the, the the previous plan does not exist anymore. Um, anyway, so I think that's all I'd like to say. So, Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Madam Chairman. I think I agree with you entirely about the previous plan, um, but I think that Councillor Stora actually hit the nail on the head. It's about to tilt a balance, and uh, I think, quite simply, on the basis of, of, of um, access, um, it fails um, the test of sustainability. Um, I think also that it is not in keeping with the heritage and the nature of the, of the market town. And finally, the pressure on the high wood and the Fitchway, of course, um, would cause me to propose refusal of the site. Um, that's my proposal. Thank you. Councillor Freeman, are you seconding? Yes. Thank you very uh, much. I am, thank, thank you. you. Chairman, can I help matter? Can I help if members? You could, please, I was going to. That, that, that was what exactly what I was going to say next. If you could, please, Mr. Brown. This is a this is a lot simpler than what members potentially are making it out to be. To be honest, and to be honest with you, members have hit the head on it. I think I've picked up three main issues from from what comes through the discussion. The first issue, and it's been mentioned, I think, by every member who, who's spoken, who appears to be speaking against this proposal, and that's the term urban sprawl. And, and I think if members are concerned, and therefore it, that, that, that indicates if members are of the opinion that there is harm, and we need to prioritise the issue about harm. It's not over a line, 
it's a harm issue. And if members feel there's an urban sprawl issue, then that's harm caused by, and it's good old-fashioned S7 again. And, you know, S7 is in terms of the impact of development in the countryside, and if members are of the opinion that that causes harm, then that's it. And you can use the word urban sprawl because I, I get that. I get that where members are coming from because there's a, there was a, there was, dare I say, a planned approach to the very east of the site, which is the neighbourhood plan site with the, as, as Councillor Lavelle very, very clearly put it, it starts off with very, div- not over dense, but denser development over towards the east. And then you end up with the school and you end up with the playing fields lapping out. And uh, then you've got the gap and then you get to Little Canfield. And that's quite simple, really. So therefore, so I think urban sport is, is, is the approach members do. And so S7 does the job. I pick up your point about Gen 1, but I'm, you know what I'm going to say. High local highway authority have got no objections to the proposal. So we're in a bit of a sticky wicket if we refuse it on Gen 1. Um, I pick up your issues about the buses and whether they will come forward. But I think, you know, as a package moving forward, um, there's a lot of bus proposals coming forward and I share the confidence of the, of the county. The Highwood issue has been addressed, you know, in terms of direct... I, I get where members are coming from in terms of the impact on the settlement, but all the statutory consultees are satisfied in terms of the impact on the Highwood. So my advice to you would be not to go down the Gen 1 route or the Highwood route, but you're safer ground if you were going to go down the S7 route. But it's going to go... It's the proposals... It's the proposers call in terms of what he wants to put forward so that that's that so my advice is just to stick with s7 countryside and and the harm from urban sport from it if that's where members want to go to i'll go back to councillor fairhurst madam chairman i i completely agree obviously with with, with with mr brown's assessment but i would just like to add also the the the, the um, uh, impact and, and destruction of the heritage because that is an issue it doesn't go away um, and if we at least make a note of that it helps us in the future so i would rather have that as well if you don't mind Mr. Brown? I think we need to be more... What do you mean by destruction of heritage? Yeah. Well, it's, it, 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 has, it increases pressure on, on two things. It's a heritage site, so it's out of keeping with, 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 its, with its nature, with its character, of course, um, but it is, I think, close to Highwood and to the Fitchway, and I think that's the nature and character of the piece that, that's at risk. Um, can I... Um, the Fitchway... Um, friends, is it Friends of the Fitchway? I think it is. Um made neither they made a neutral they made comments but they didn't either objected or um supported so that's a bit that makes it rather difficult mm. i think i think what we can do councillor fairhurst in, in terms of rather there's any rather than any technical objections in terms of the impact on the wood it's 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 urban sprawl looking at it in terms of you're bringing you know in members view you're bringing urban development residential development out into the countryside you're also harming, it's not just, as I say, it's not just a line. It's, it's a planned approach which happens on the other side of the boundary. And I think the, the word and the, the rural setting of the, of, the, of, the market, of the market town. So I think it's, it's more like the, the encroachment, urban sprawl into the open countryside and the impact upon the, 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 the approach to yes. the um, market town, the rural yep. market town. I think we can, we, can, we can do that. And then that, that will pick up in terms of the landscape assessment when we go to it, should it get to appeal. Thank you very much. <coughs> so, just not, so just to clarify, you're not picking up, you're not continuing with Gen 1? Hang on, hang on, hang on. If that's yeah, what that, we have that's there, a question, like not a statement. It is a highways issue, I get it. Uh, right, so... so 
Councillor Bagnall, um, unless are you making a suggestion about something else to put in, or is I'm, it? I'd just like to counter Mr. Brown on the Gen One issue because uh, uh, it is for the proposer to include if he wishes. But um, I've experienced. Well, that's why I was asking him. Yeah, I've experienced applications that uh, have been approved by highways, but clearly were Gen Gen One issues. My question to Mr. Brown is, if there is a subsequent appeal, if this is refused, can we cite access as a reason for refusal if we haven't called it out here? No, if, if it's not part of the refusal reason, then you can't. So my suggestion would be that we call out Gen 1, because I think we've talked about access and I think we've experienced that it is there is an issue around access and I accept that highways have put in a response, but I don't necessarily agree with that response. Well, I have advised members. It's members call whether they want to include Gen One, and it's like okay. Councillor has to call whether he wants to include. Yeah, I, I I understand what, what Mr. Brown is saying. Um, he's concerned about over over egging the issue, um, but I also understand that if you leave out Gen One, you lose that option. Um, but my instinct here is that is that highway is not terribly reliable in the past, but um, we have other developments also along that road. And so if you don't get that one, you don't get this one. So I would leave Gen out this time, and 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 Mr. Brown, you owe me one. <laughs> Um, Mr. Williams, do you want to say something or are you just agreeing? Mr. Mr. Allwood. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't know. Yes, thank you, Chair. Just in terms of Gen 1, in terms of higher position, it's whether the legal officer wishes to um, just say something to members about um, refusing an application on the basis of highway issues, where the highways or the local, local highway authority. Um, doesn't have any objection to the scheme. I, I mean, Elizabeth can, but I think, no, Mr. Brown. Yeah, I like think Councillor Fairhurst is, I mean, all I was going to say is Councillor Fairhurst has, appears to have dropped Gen 1, so it's a refusal on S7 with the with the boosting of, of the, the impact on the town. Obviously, it's down to the seconder to re second that proposal, if you like, before we go any further. Councillor Freeman? Yes, I'm happy to second that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right, so we have a proposal to refuse, proposed by Councillor Fairhurst, seconded by Councillor Freeman to with... Oh, sorry, sorry. Before you go, sorry, Councillor Fairhurst, you also need to include the Section 106 one in terms of the infrastructure. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. To include the Section 106 and refuse on S7. Um... So, over to you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Madam Chairman. Uh, proposal before the committee is to refuse the application for planning permission for 60 properties at Buckley's Lane in Great Dunmo. I'll call the register and if you could reply for, against or abstain. Right then, ladies and gentlemen, Councillor Bagnall. For the proposal. Councillor Fairhurst? For. Councillor Freeman? For. Councillor LeCount? For. Councillor Lemon? Sorry, for. Councillor Merrifield? For. Councillor Reeve? For. Councillor Stora? For. Councillor Sutton? For. Councillor Gregory. For. 
Thank you, Madam Chair. Hang on, you've forgotten Councillor Sill. Oh, I'm so sorry, Councillor Sill. I just complete it for, I think it's unanimous. Yes, unanimous decision to refuse this application. Thank you very much. Um, so we'll move on. Um, thank you for to everybody, all the outside speakers who came along. So um, if you could now leave, thank you. That would be good. Thank you. I don't think you actually probably want to stay um, and listen. So moving on to agenda item four, UTT 201032 HHF, Five Station Road, Great Dunmore. And it's Ms Emanuel. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Thank you, Chair. Um, I'm just going to share my screen. I am literally just getting up. I'm only moving away from my desk for a second. Just one second. I'm still here. my screen yes we are thank you okay perfect um so the application is for five station road and it is in relation to a proposed single story front extension a remodeling of the two-story side extension the erection of the two-story extension and single story extension sorry and the replacement and remodeling of the existing single-storey rear extension. The proposal is also seeking alterations to the roof, including the provision of roof lights to the front elevation and a dormer window to the rear elevation, um, as well as associated landscape work, uh, landscape works. Um, so this is the existing uh, dwelling um, and the footprint that it's currently occupying um, with the two parking spaces demonstrated to the front. Um, this is the what the, the extent of the proposal will bring forward. Um, I've calculated a 17.5% increase on the existing footprint. That's including this patio area here. Um, uh, the street scene um, is visible from this slide. Um, the surrounding settlement is largely residential in nature, uh, with one food business located centrally to the residential street. Um, it contain, largely contains large detached dwellings uh, with garages and parking on site uh, to the dwellings, as well as on-street parking, as you can see, there are a number of cars parked um, on street. Um, this is just another example of the uh, front of the dwelling. Um, on site, uh, the question was asked regarding this boundary wall um, and whether it's encroaching the highway. Uh, the highway officer was consulted for their comments regarding this. And it, it does appear as though this boundary wall does encroach on the public right of way. Um, as such, uh, that needs to be taken into consideration with any decision made, um, as this may need to be repositioned. However, the highways officer did uh, 
considered whether or not park, the parking spaces uh, demonstrated on the site plan would would be appropriate, even with the boundary wall taken in, and they've considered that the two parking spaces are still um, possible. Uh, this is the front of the dwelling currently, um, as was visible from the site visit taken on Monday. This gardened area to the front has been removed and is paved. The garage is visible here um, with that driveway. This is the rear of the property. Uh, the roof will contain the loft conversion, which is uh, so the rear dormer, which is permissible under permitted development rights, which are intact to this property. Um, the scheme is also seeking to remodel this single-story extension visible here uh, with a flat roof. Um, single story extension with a, la a lantern built into the roof space of it. Uh, this is the two story extension that the applicant is seeking to remodel. Uh, so it will bring it further forward, more in line with the main dwelling. Um, and this lean to extent single story extension will be altered into a pitched roof single story extension. Um, and these are the works that um, are being considered today. So as I've explained, there'll be another two-storey extension, sorry, a remodeling of the two-storey extension that's existing. Um, the rear dormer will be here. Um, and I think I've explained the single-storey extensions. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, you just want to share. That would be great. Yes. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to also demonstrate the. Um, can you see this? Um, the slide. Yeah. The slide. Yeah. So this is the um, the boundary plan, uh, highways boundary plan that was provided to me. So as you can see, um, this the wall that was in question uh, does seem to be on the highways boundary. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, sorry. Just, just well, okay, don't worry. It takes a while. It's not instantaneous. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, does that, has that stopped? No, no not yet. Um, oh, there, there we go. go. We're all Thank back. You. There are no speakers for this. No, there are no speakers for this, so I will open it up to the committee. Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Madam Chairman. <clears throat> When you look at a picture, um, the, the floor plan, um, it does look rather imposing um, and relative to the neighbours, it is, it is a rather large building. And uh, I think the parish council themselves have objected as overdevelopment, but it's a big but. Um, we are told that it's just 17% of the current site. Um, we have to also point out that the house itself is quite large and the earth, the, 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 the uh, parcel of land is substantially bigger than its neighbours anyway. 
So we're already in that situation. So I'm inclined to, to approve this, despite the patient view. I, I feel that the, the, looking at photographs, I haven't been to the site, the houses in the, in the neighborhood are not small houses. It's, it's quite, a, quite a substantial uh, residential environment. So I'd be inclined to be, to be for this development. Okay, well, thank you, Councillor Fairhurst, but we'll possibly listen to some other people first of all, if we may. Thank you. Councillor Bagnall. Thank you, Madam Chair. I think my main concern was that wall on the highway. So uh, we suspected it was built on highways land, and that seems to be the case. Um, and I've got some real concerns that there's sufficient parking with that front extension. Um, so it looks to me as though you might be able to park but not open your door. So um, we haven't got any more detailed photographs of the parking, I don't believe. So for me, I think I'd want to see something that showed me that there's definitely room to park if that wall is put back. Uh, because uh, I, I'm not convinced there is sufficient space. Thank you very much, Councillor Bagnall. Councillor Lemon. Yes, um, I, my, my main concern was the wall when I was at the site meeting on Monday. Um, they have, in my opinion, put the wall up and brought it out onto the pavement. Um, if you looked at the line, it, it, it brought in one of the lampposts actually into their property. Um, if the wall has to be replaced and is moved back to its original place, I don't think there's a sufficient parking for cars, certainly not large cars. So I'm doubtful whether uh, that this is a good plan to approve at the moment. If, if I may, um, oh, I'll, I'll ask this, Nigel, first of all, if I may. Um, when the um, highways officer said there was parking for two, I take it he, he was not including the garage so it's actually because if it, this is going to be a, is this going to end up a four, I can't remember, is this a four or five bedroomed um, house, Alishba? It's a four bedroom house and, and the highways officer did not take into account the garage. Uh, we were simply looking at if the wall was repositioned to be within the boundary of their site rather than encroaching the highways. Um, whether or not there, there would be sufficient space um, to the front of the property to support two parking spaces. So if it's four bedrooms, three three, three um, parking spaces-ish. Nigel. I, I think you, I can help. I mean, yes, the encroach, were, yeah, yeah, looking at the plan, the encroachment is the wall. So first of all, the land directly behind the wall is, is not highway land. So that's the first issue. The second issue, which I think members are getting pr probably over, over caught up with, the wall's in the highway and the wall needs to come down Then the wall needs to come down. There is no obligation for them to build another wall. Um, so the issue is, and so, so the, the one thing when officers can, one thing you can do is potentially put some sort of controls in that, yeah, because that, that wall doesn't actually need permission. I'm recollecting it. It's about a metre high, so it, it didn't need planning permission. So technically speaking, without any intervention, you could not, if the highways insist they knock down the wall, which... I think it would be nice if they did because it's it's clear encroachment. It's not even slight encroachment. Then they the without us intervening, they can actually put up a wall that's one meter high, and that would cause. And I I, I pick up council bankers. It could end up becoming quite tight if that's the issue. So don't worry about 
well, you need to worry about, but don't assume that if they're told to take that wall down, that they will have to re- rebuild another wall. They won't. They'll have to apply for planning permission. So we could put down to the point, in, and also they have shown that you could, I mean, there, there were cars on the site when we were there. To, when we were there, I think there were three cars on the site when we were there, if I recall. Um, was there two? So I said maybe that you could say that, you know, the highway authority officer, she is satisfied that you can actually park three cars on the front there and there is enough space to do that. So what you could do is, is say that prior to the prior to the carrying out of the extension, they must give us details of the parking area. And also at the same time, we can take away permitted venom rights for walls along that front frontage. So therefore, they, 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 I think we need to go with highways here that they, you can show that you can provide with the extension free car parking spaces on the front. But that could be slightly affected. That could be detrimentally affected if they if they replace that wall. So I think what I suggest you do is maybe we get plans of how they they can be parked on the site prior to development, which they have indicated to us that they can do it. And then we can then control that those spaces are always available for car parking. And we can also take away a, a potential, you know, we take away permitted and rights for any wall along that front. Doesn't stop them building a hedge, I should add. But, you know, that, that, that you know, but <laughs> we can't overthink everything here. But in terms of moving a fence back, moving a, a hedge, it's all about walls. A fence wouldn't be a problem along there, but a, but a wall because of its thickness could do. So I suggest you just have a, if members are mindful to approve this, suggest an additional condition requiring the details of the parking to be shown. There are to be retained and also take away rights of anything internally, including a wall along that boundary. And I think that would sort it. Um, okay, Councillor Bagnall. Uh, I just wanted to pick up on a couple of things that Mr Brown had said. Uh, I'm not sure highways came out and assessed the parking. They came out to see if the wall was in the correct place, which they confirmed wasn't. Um, I suspect highways have assessed it on the drawing. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to concede the, the condition that Mr Brown suggests because the main... I think the property could do with the tidy up anyway uh, but the main thing is that the parking is not going to be a problem and if we have a condition that needs to be cleared before any building work starts to confirm the uh, position of parking I'm, I'm satisfied with that yeah okay sorry i thought i heard it i thought i heard elizabeth say um two parking spaces if she said three i apologize because i thought i heard i thought i heard two so i'm wrong um, okay, uh, so we did have a, a, a tentative um, proposal to um, approve this. Councillor Fairhurst, yes, is that? Yeah, right? it wasn't a tentative at all, but I'm happy to approve. I'm happy to propose with subject to that that condition. Okay, and um, I, well, I'm happy to second that. So I will second that, subject to the condition that. Mr. Brown's said. Um, so, over to you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, we have a proposal to approve this application in respect of property at Station Road, Dunmore, subject to an, an additional condition regarding production of plans and permitted development rights, as suggested by Mr. Brown. Councillor Bagnall? Or. Councillor Fairhurst? Or. 
Councillor Freeman? For. Councillor LeCount? For. Councillor Lemon? Councillor Lemon? Four. Thank you. Councillor Merrifield? Four. Councillor Reid? Four. Councillor Stora? Four. Councillor Sutton? Four. Councillor Sell? Four. That's a unanimous resolution to approve this application subject to the additional conditions. Elizabeth, terribly sorry you forgot to ask me. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry, Councillor Gregory. Uh, I'm not used to the sub <laughs> This is the first time I've had this Two number of yeah. all these substitutes. Councillor Gregory? Four. Thank you. So it is unanimous. Okay. Right. Um, I'm just looking at the next agenda item. Uh, Should we take this one next agenda item, members, and then take a break? Or would you like to take a break now? Can I have a show of hands now? For a show of hands now? Or after the next one? Is that for now? Now? I think it's now. Okay. So we will take... It is 22. So at... 10 to. Okay. 10 to. Can members be aware that we have a public speaker in the room? Oh. <laughs> That's all I was going to say. Just be aware of that. Right. Okay. Well, right. Okay. Take it. Let's just take it. Yeah. yeah. Let's just do this one if we've got a speaker in the room. People, I think people, some people yes. have gone. No. I think some people. Oh, no. Are we still there? Is everybody still here? I think Councillor Store has gone. Having said that, the public speaker, I think, has now left the room. Oh. <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's not a problem. They've left, have they? Oh, we can make, just, just, just take the break. Yeah, let's just take the break. Okay. <laughs> right, okay, let's just take the break for a few minutes. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Oh, Chris. We're live, chat. Thank you very much. Welcome back, everybody. And we go on to UTT 200765 Outline Planning Commission, the Chase Jacks Lane, Takeley. And it's Rachel Beale. Good afternoon, Rachel. Hi. Thank you, Chair. Um, right, I'll share my screen. Oh, my screen sharing's disabled. Yeah, sorry, Chris, you need to make um, Rachel a co-host. That's been done, Rachel. Thank you. Can everybody... Yeah, we can. Thank you. Um, right, okay. Uh, I know members visited the site on Monday, but I was on leave, so apologies I wasn't there, but hopefully it was helpful. Um, so this is an outline application for two dwellings with all matters reserved except for that access. The site is designated as part of the garden to the property, The Chase, which is accessed from Jack's Lane in Takeley. Um, the red line uh, here shows the outline of the site with the location of the two dwellings. Um, there's a public right of way that runs up the eastern boundary of the site and the <coughs> access is at the southern end of the site, which comes off the private road of Broadfield Road. Um, and as this is outlined, um, there's no details submitted in regard to the, the dwelling's scale or, or appearance. Um, this shows the proposed access, um, again, uh, at width of 3.7 metres, um, again showing the public right-of-way location and um, the sewers on there as well. Um, this is an aerial view um, taken from Google. Um, the site's just under 1,600 square metres. It's within the development limits and has residential development to the north, um, the west and the south. And then the primary school is here to the east. Um, and then this you will have seen on your site visit um, on Monday. This is Broadfield Road. Um, the red arrow shows roughly the location of where their proposed access will be. Um, again, coming up Broadfield Road. And again, these are to remain and the parking will be, again, where the, roughly where the red arrow, access, sorry, roughly where the red arrow is. And finally, um, go back to the main plan. Essex Highways have been consulted and they've raised no objections. Um, Essex Ecology and Environmental Health have also been consulted and confirmed that subject to conditions, they've got no objections. Um, and yeah, that's the end of that. Um, 
You're muted, Sadie. And Councillor Bagnall has re-entered the room, Chair. Sorry about that. Um, yes, we have one speaker, Mr. Mark Sawyers. Sorry, no, Mark Jackson. Um, so good afternoon, Mr. Jackson. So if good you afternoon. To, good afternoon. Thank you, Chairman. Thank you for allowing us to speak today. Uh, my name is Mark Jackson. I'm a Chartered Town Planner and member of the Rural Town Planning Institute. I'm instructed by the applicant and owner of the application site, Mr. David Evans. Mr. and Mrs. Evans live at Chase next door. The application was made following pre-application advice and advice during the processing of the previous application made in 2016. The core of that advice was that, the, in principle, the redevelopment of the site for houses was acceptable However, it will be preferable to take access from Broadfield Road rather than Jack's Lane. The committee is invited to follow the rational assessment of its officers. The principle of development is acceptable as the site falls within the defined development limits. Further, the council can only demonstrate a suitable supply of housing of 2.68 years and therefore the tilted balance in favour of sustainable development applies. In terms of vehicle movements, these will be very low. The trip rate information computer system for 2020 estimates the daily total vehicle movements in and out of the site for both houses will be nine cars a day. The County Council as the statutory highway authority raises no objections. The committee is respectfully asked to only have regard to those representations that are material planning considerations in the determination of the application. The proposal is in compliance with the development plan and the applicant agrees the imposition of the seven conditions suggested on pages 53 to 54 of the agenda. The committee is respectfully invited to grant outline planning permission. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Sawyers. Um, I will open this up to the committee. Colleagues. Um, Councillor Freeman. Um, yes, hello. I don't see any particular difficulties with this, other than the fact that it's useful. If you had a helicopter, it would be easier to get to. Um, can you show us... I, I wasn't able to make the site visit, unfortunately. Can you show us again... It involves sharing the screen. I'm sorry about this, but um, <clears throat> the actual uh, road which you'd have to drive down to get uh, access to this site. Can you put that on yeah. screen? Um. Um, <clears throat> um, this one. Yeah, that's it. That's fine. Good. Yeah, and you've got another picture of it closer in, I think. Uh, yeah, so this is me walking up the road. Yeah. Getting to it. Yeah, I mean, I can see all sorts of nightmares uh, that could develop if you fell out with your neighbours. Uh, but the trick is not to fall out with your neighbours in places like this, you know. I've lived on on streets like this myself, privately owned, and uh, encourages you to get on with uh, the people that live elsewhere on the street. So I have no problems with this. Thank you very much, Councillor Freeman. If you if you could unshare again, Rachel, because yeah. I can't actually see anybody. Right. Um, we have no other. Nobody else got any comments. Or am I just? Do I need to go back up my. Um, I sorry, Councillor Sutton. Sorry, I needed to. 
scroll back up. Thank you. Can I just have it confirmed? So it will not affect or there will be no access from Jack's Lane on no. these houses. That's great. That's wonderful. Fantastic. Thank you. Councillor Reeve. You have to unmute Councillor Reeve. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, this is the first time I've seen one of these private road ones. So how, how does that work? Uh, clearly, well, the implication is that that's not our business and that the various parties just have to make an agreement. Is that the way it works? As far as I'm aware, yes. But yes, that is correct, yeah. They have to have the consent. It's, they've served notice upon all the other owners of that private road. And it's, yes, it's, it's not for us to worry about that. If they can't, mm -hmm. if they can't achieve the access, they can't build the house. Simply, no. really, so. essentially, it, essentially, it is for the parties on the ground to agree and grant the appropriate easements. So it's a private law matter. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. Um, is, that, is that all, Councillor Reeve and Sutton? Um, if you could take your hands down, that would be great. Thank you. Councillor Bagnall. Yeah, I just wanted to make the point that um, the location is there's quite a lot of woodland, uh, and I think it's um, I'm not sure that the location is a, a, a sustainable location, uh, and I think we know about the private road, and that's not an issue for this committee. But I think the location is just an awkward location, uh, and I can see uh, becoming unsustainable. Um, so I'm, I'm not convinced that. It, it's uh, the right location for this sort of uh, development. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you very much, Councillor Bagnall. Okay, anybody else? Or can we have... Um, okay, so we need a proposal for or against. Councillor Freeman. I, I'm happy to propose um, approval, Madam Chairman. Thank you very much, Councillor Freeman. Can I have a second for that? Anybody? Councillor Sell, thank you very much. Sorry, Councillor Gregory, I saw his hand first. Thank you very much, Councillor Sell. So, um, we have a, a proposal to approve, proposed by Councillor Freeman, seconded by Councillor Sell. Um, so, over to you, Elizabeth, for um, vote. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. We have a proposal to grant planning permission for development of land at the Chase Jacks Lane Takeley. If I can call the register, please. Councillor Bagnall. Against. Councillor Fairhurst. Against. Councillor Freeman. For. Councillor LeCount. For. Councillor Lemon. Against. Councillor Merrifield. For. Councillor Reeve. For. Councillor Stora. Oh. Councillor Sutton. Oh. Councillor Gregory. Four. Councillor Sell. Four. Uh, could we just clarify that Councillor Bagnall was out of the room uh, for the first part of the presentation? What? Well, yes. He, he, he missed the presentation made by the officer. That is true, Mr Gibson. In which case, I'm afraid, Mr oh, Councillor Bagnall, uh, 
will have to record you as an abstention since you were not here for the full duration of the agenda item. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. Thank you. So, so on that basis, Madam Chair, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight votes in favour, two votes against, and one abstention. Thank you very much, Ms. Smith. Thank you. So, um, is Councillor Gregory... I believe Councillor Gregory might have left the meeting for a moment. Um, so moving on to agenda item UTT 190904 Planning Commission land west of the White House Dunmo Road, Takeley. And this is Mr. Clive Theobald, the officer. So, okay, can you see the screen? Yes, we can. Thank you. Over yep. to you. Okay, just uh, trying to get the individual slide. I've got stuff in the way, so I'm trying to get rid of it. Um, just want to try and get rid of the top bar because it's right on where my slideshow individual slide is. So that's annoying. Um, let's stop sharing. Okay. Um, I may have to just do it uh, sliding down on the screen. Is that okay with you, it's Chair? Fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Right. Okay, this outline application proposal relates to the erection of three detached dwellings with all matters reserved except access. It is stated in the application that the dwellings will be constructed as self-build or custom-build. So this is the site plan. Um, I'll return to this. It shows the site in context on the location plan here. And as members saw on the site visit, it's flat and it's enclosed to the boundaries by mature vegetation. I'll show some slides on that. And this is the proposal. I'll return to that. So this is the site um, uh, in context, looking east down the Dummo Road towards Smith's Green. You've got the Takeley Business Centre on the right-hand side, and you've got the end of Gorefield on the left-hand side. As you can see, the road is very straight. This is looking in the opposite direction, so looking west along Dunmore Road. Uh, the site is here, and this is the uh, access into... Uh, the White House and Sunnyside. This is a, a broader view looking west again along Dummer Road with the junction with Smith's Green. And members park the cars along here. And you can see uh, the White House, uh, which is a grade two listed building, 
uh, in the uh, background there. And that's just looking back towards Smith's Green Junction there, uh, with the White House in the uh, foreground there. This is a view along the site frontage looking west uh, towards the um, business park. And uh, this is showing the shared uh, cycleway, pedestrian uh, way. And uh, it's also used, I believe, as a walk to school run. This is a view of the interior of the site. Members were standing approximately where this photo was taken from. And you can see the end of St. Valerie here and the beginning of Goldfield here. Um, and this is obviously the um, housing estate extending off Parsonage Road um, on the other side. And this is a view looking north eastwards on the other side. You can just pick up here the, the White House uh, beyond uh, the site. And as members noted, there's quite a, a, a thick vegetated boundary of various trees. Um, I have spoken with uh, the council's landscape officer. We can't actually see that any trees around the site are subject to a TPO, even though uh, the constraints map shows historically that there was uh, or is a TPO registration for the site. And that's the site context. So um, revised indicative drawings have been received showing a revised house layout reconfiguration of the proposed dwellings for this site, as you can see here. Although it should be emphasized that this reconfiguration is shown for illustrative purposes only to show how three dwellings could be accommodated on the site. So the White House is there, Gorefield is here, and that's the site access coming in. Uh, which will be a shared service road leading off Dunmer Road, which is a B-classified road on this southwest corner. Uh, no indicative elevations have been submitted for the proposed dwellings, given the outline nature of the application, whereby scale is a reserved matter, although it is suggested in the accompanying planning supporting statement that the dwellings could be two-storey, although obviously this could be negotiated. In terms of consultees, Essex County Council Highways have been consulted on the proposal, who have not raised any highway objections subject to the proposed private drive being constructed to a width of 5.5 metres, the first six metres, and site entrance visibility displays, taking into account existing usage of the shared cycleway footway outside the front of the site whereby splays of 2 metres by 17 metres are recommended as measured from along the edge of the shared cycleway footway. Um, I did actually, members, just double-check with highways before uh, this meeting to make sure it is 2 metres in by 17 metres um, out on the other side, and that has been confirmed to be the case. It's not 170 metres, and uh, they have confirmed that that um, shorter spray distance can be achieved uh, to, for oncoming cyclists and pedestrians. Similarly,
Place Services Ecology have not raised any ecology objections to the proposal, who are satisfied that the development would not have a harmful effect on protected or private species, providing that a reptile survey is conducted or any reserve matters application should permission be granted, so that the extent of reptile presence or absence at the site, including grass snakes, can be properly identified and appropriately mitigated through subsequent planning conditions. The detailed response from the Parish Council objecting to this housing application on the basis that the site falls partly within the countryside protection zone and has an appeal history should be protected from future housing development and that's noted. In terms of the planning assessment, the officer report in front of you has assessed the principle of residential development at this site. In light of the previous appeal decisions for this site, most recently in 2016, for a six-dwelling housing scheme, and in light of the Council's lack of a five-year housing land supply, which is a material consideration and which did not exist with the peer of the 2016 appeal decision, as the inspector for that appeal said. The report concludes that the site lies within a sustainable position in a low-risk flood area at the edge of Taken Settlement within walkable distance of local services and recreation facilities and that significant harm to the openness of the CPZ at this frontage location would not arise as a result of the development in view of the site's enclosed nature before open countryside beyond to the east. As such, it is considered that the proposal would be acceptable in principle. Members have been sent in this regard to appeal decisions which have been released earlier this week for two proposed housing sites lying within the CPZ, including one in Takeley, where the inspector commented on the Council's lack of a five-year housing land supply and deciding to grant planning permission for both appeals, whereby the tilted planning balance in favour of development was considered to be engaged and members are requested to bear these very recent decisions in mind for the current CPZ housing site in front of them today in consideration of the scheme's planning merits. The report also concludes that access arrangements would be acceptable, that three dwellings could be comfortably accommodated on the site, that the development is likely to result in less than significant harm to the setting of the adjacent listed buildings, and that the development would not be harmful to protected or private species, subject to mitigation measures being agreed where these measures can be conditioned. The recommendation, therefore, Chair, is that the application be approved. Thank you very much, Mr Theobald. Um, I will open this up to the committee now. Um, anyone? Councillor Reeve, and then Fairhurst. Thank you, Chair. Um, and so, yeah. Thank you, Chair. In, in, in principle, if one looked at this uh, simply on its uh, merits, then I, actually I wouldn't have a uh, an objection to it along along that road. My only concern is is, is indeed that bit about the uh, I believe the technical term is coalescence between Takeley and Little Canfield. If you look at Google Earth, um, this or the, the map of the sorry Google Maps, 
what you what you see is that these three houses would then just join and take the two little uh, can fields, and that the um, the green separation between the settlements is just removed by these. Now I noticed that the that's argued in the officer's report, uh, <coughs> basically um, that uh, that has no or little weight. I'm not quite sure which in relation because we no longer have the um, the housing uh, uh, supply. So I'm yeah that that's my concern, and uh, it does it does seem to me a shame that these three houses would. Um, actually form that uh, that coalescence. So I'd really look to others to help me with the uh, analysis in, in, as to the relevance of that. But I, I noted very clearly uh, Theobald's uh, argument that that isn't an argument. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Councillor Reeve. Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Madam Chair. I think the coalescence is an issue. I think that my own feeling is that if it only takes three houses to join, the join's already been made. Um, but we're looking at the harm, and we look at the CPZ, and as you know, we are quite quite proud and quite defensive of our CPZ, and I'm not prepared to abandon all CPZ applications simply because of our, our housing supply. But in this case, I don't think that there are the harms um, sufficient to, 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 to uh, change tilted balance, and I'm afraid, therefore, I find myself inclined to support this. Thank you very much, Councillor Fairhurst. Councillor Sell. Yes, thank you, Chair. Through you, I'd like to ask the officers, what is the status of the countryside protection zone these days? How much weight does it have? That's the $64 million question at the moment, Councillor Sell, to be honest. Um, the, the local plan falling away, which would have re-emboldened the CPZ, um, which it hasn't because we haven't got a local plan at the moment. Secondly, the five-year land supply means that it is a constraining issue, so therefore the weight of the CPZ. But like, I don't want to throw the CPZ out. I think there are other areas, like I'm going to use the word Molehill Green as one of those precious areas, which is right on the edge of the airport. Um, I think you do need to not be so, we can't be so dictatorial and, and dogmatic about the fact that if it's CPZ, the answer is no. And I think um, Clyde's furnished you with a couple of appeal decisions, one for a handful of houses and one for a bit bigger. So I think the issue is you need to look at the CPZ in context, in the context of where we are. And I think, and I think in this particular site, I think members who have managed to visit the site or looked at it, you know, in terms of the context, need to make a judgment. CPZ is not necessarily, when you've got individual shows, stops like this, sites like this, the, the automatic showstopper, unfortunately, it used to be. Thank you very much, um, Mr. Brown and Councillor Self. Uh, Councillor Bagnall. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, this, this one's an interesting one because it's been through a few times and it's been uh, been to appeal a few times. And the consistent message that comes out is this coalescence between uh, what is Takeley Centre and Smith's Green. Uh, and there's, there's significant harm that would be... Uh, attributed if, if this area was developed because it, it provides that buffer between the built form in Takeley Centre and the grade two listed uh, houses in Smith's Green. So uh, for me, it's 
it's consistent with the inspector's findings, and I accept that there you have to apply a certain amount of weight to the fact that we haven't got a five-year housing supply. I don't think you can attribute too much weight because it's only three houses anyway. Uh, but I think CPZ is an important policy for us, regardless of whether we've got a local plan in place or not. So uh, I think we have to be very mindful of uh, the word in, from the inspector as well, because there is harm that can be done, and I think the harm outweighs any potential benefit. There is, there is no actual uh, real benefit from this, because it is only three properties anyway. So it's, it's a balancing act, and, and my view is the tilted balance uh, goes in favour of refusal on the basis that it's, um, it's CPZ and it's the harm that it will do. I don't believe that it's, uh, it outweighs any benefit. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you very much, Councillor Bagnall. Councillor Lemon. Thank you, Chair. Yes, um, I, I, I agree with um, Mr Brown's um, views on the countryside protection zone. And I agree with Councillor Fairhurst that, you know, we do need to keep these protection zones. And I think in this case, it is, there is a case of saying it would be better to have the planning permission passed and so I would be in favour of passing the planning permission. Thank you very much Councillor Lemon. Um, so, uh, right, Councillor Lemon, would you like, if you're doing, saying that, would you like to put the proposal forward? Yes, certainly. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, Councillor Fairhurst, do you second that, will you? Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Yes, I will. Thank you very much. I saw your hands. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I got through a good part of one of these appeals and it doesn't, he, I know it's a he or she, sorry. Um, they def, definitely had a go at sort of the CPZ whilst they recognised it. They did say it didn't, what was it, quote, um, I accept the two terms are not necessarily inconsistent. There's clearly tension between them. Well, there's a surprise, you know, between the, you know, so hey. Anyway, moving on. Um, there's been proposal to um, pr approve this application, proposed by Councillor Lemon, seconded by Councillor Fairhurst. Um, so we'll take this to the vote. Thank you very much. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, the proposal before the committees for the approval of this application and I note Councillor Gregory has stepped out of the room still. Yes. Mm. So therefore we will record him as having abstained. Thank you. So Councillor Bagnall. Against. Councillor Fairhurst. Four. Councillor Freeman. Four. Councillor LeCount. Four. Councillor Lemon? Four. Councillor Merrifield? Four. Councillor Reeve? Four. Councillor Stora? Four. Councillor Sutton? Abstain. Councillor Gregory, we will have to record as abstaining in his absence. And Councillor Self? Four. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in favour, one against and two abstentions. 
Thank you very much, Elizabeth, and thank you very much, Mr. Theobald. Thank you. Thanks, Clive. So, moving on to agenda item seven, um, UTT 20-1082, full application, former parking court adjacent to Three Gold Coast in Elsenham, and it's such Elizabeth, and thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Clive. We've got feedback. Somebody got something on, um, and it's Mark Sawyer's um, who's presenting. You, Good afternoon, you. Mark. Good afternoon. Can I have screen sharing then? Yes. That's been done, Mark. Apologies. Thank you. You should be able to see the screen. Can everyone see it? Um, hang on, I can't see my Zoom at the moment. I just. Yeah, that's fine. This is an application on behalf of us for District Council for the construction of a new three bed single storey dwelling with associated external works and parking. It is on behalf of our housing department for a disabled resident. The site consists of a former parking court for the residents of Gold Close and is approximately 260 metres squared. Prior to the car park being fenced off, there was approximately 12 spaces for the residents of Gold Close. The site is accessed by Gold Close using the existing tarmac access for the former parking court that is located between numbers 2 and 3 Gold Close. It is considered that the scaling design is acceptable and that the proposed materials are also acceptable so as not to stand out and affect the street scene. The distance from the rear elevation of the dwellings located in Bedwell Road and the site boundary is approximately 23 metres. The remaining bungalows on Gold Close have driveways with a number of them benefiting from integral parking, the garaging side. Therefore, the increase in on-street parking by the loss of the parking court is considered to be minimal. There have been no consultee objections and highways are satisfied with the proposals. These are the dwellings in Bedwell Road. This is the access into the site between bungalows two and three. This is the Gold Close cul-de-sac. This is a view looking northeast of the proposed site. This is a panoramic of the site looking north. The agent has requested that a revision be accepted that would include the addition of photovoltaic panels on the southern roof elevation. As such, I am recommending to the planning committee that this application is approved. Any questions? Well, I can't actually see, but I wouldn't have thought so at the moment. So um, thank you very much, Mr Sawyers. And if you could unshare and we've got councillor patin lee's um speaking to this um proposal uh thank you very much madam chair um yes i think Doug douglas malins is going to follow me with more of the technical details from the housing department uh i would just like to say that 
We are incredibly delighted to find this piece of land for an identified family in need, single story family in need for disability, that will be a home for life for them and in our council stock. However, that's not the subject matter of the planning department, is it? But this building does adhere to all the planning regulations. Um, I would also like to point out that we have solar panels. There are drawings to confirm that. The heating will also be on the air source heat pump and it will have a car charging point. So we'd like to show that we are trying to improve our green credentials here. The other thing I would just like to, for the planning committee to address is two things. We would very much like the permitted development to be removed uh, as stated in the document and also that local residents this has caused a little bit of controversy because, as you saw from the photographs, people who live next to this car parking site use that car park as their own car park, even though they're in, in private houses. So they're very concerned about that. And the residents have asked for that the fences will not be higher than six feet, which I think is an acceptable request, and that if we could put conditions on that working will only be on weekdays only and as we are the applicant the council we will we are more than happy to adhere to that and i will leave the rest of the to be sent by doug thank you very much for listening thank you very much councillor lees and um mr doug mullins lovely thank you chair and members of the planning committee i, I won't keep you too long because obviously um the planning officer's report is is, is very thorough um, we identified this site in terms of UDC housing some time ago as a potential for potential site for single dwelling, in our opinion. Um, and following on from that initial site assessment, the UDC housing team being, became aware of a specific family with a disabled family member. Um, and in terms of the location of this site, um, this site was assessed to be ideal for that particular family as it's, as it's located near to their family support network. Um, the family, the, the family support network, uh, live in Stansted. Um, <clears throat> furthermore, uh, the children uh, go to school in Elsenham, and the the site has good footpath links from from that site to the schools, which would enable the um, the mother to accompany accompany her children to school on her mobility scooter. Um, so, in our opinion, this site does offer UDC the opportunity to assist a family in, in high levels of housing need. In terms of the historical use of the car park, um, we've, we've looked into this over a period of time and, and officers have visited the car park at different times of early in the morning, during the day and also in the evening to assess its usage. Um, and in all of those visits from December into January, there was only a maximum ever of two cars in that car park. Um, so towards the end of January, we put signs up to say that we were closing off the car park. Um, and on the 10th of February, when the um, barriers were put up, there were no cars in the car park. And since that time, and obviously quite a long time, um, the housing department have only ever received one telephone call regarding car park and that was purely to find out what our proposals were for the car park not to um, be concerned about parking so I think the crucial thing is 
many of the bungalows within Gold Close have their own garages and all of the bungalow all of the bungalows in Gold Close have their own off-road car parking. So hence I don't think this so you know our our evidence is this car park has never really been in in high levels of usage all the way through. Um, as Councillor Lees um, said that we are going to be putting heating the dwellings with air source heat pumps, solar PV panels will be on the roof and there are drawings confirming that. Um, so you know we believe that these dwelling this dwelling will a meet a really important level of housing need and b really to achieve some some high levels high standards of design and um, technical ability uh, moving forward into the future. Um, many thanks for listening members. Thank you very much Mr Mallins. Thank you. Right, um open it up to members. Councillor Freeman. Yes, thank you, Madam Chairman. Um, it doesn't actually say in the officer's report that this is um, a specific building build for uh, somebody with, um, you know, this, the, some, somebody's disadvantage. It's a very good uh, design. I think they put an awful lot of work into it. Ticks lots of boxes. It's got uh, solar panels, which are good. Uh, air source heat pumps are an interesting thing because it used to be that their carbon footprint was actually um, strangely bigger than using gas, but things may have switched around. Of course, most of our, a lot of our electricity comes from uh, solar or wind now, so that would make electricity greener. I'm very much in favour of this. I think it works very well. We have, I have seven or eight properties rather similar to this in my own ward, built on car parks or sites of uh, former lock-up garages and they provide a very good, they're very, very high standard houses, Oxford houses, and they're, um, they provide a very uh, satisfactory, they provide very well for the need. So I'm certainly in favour of this. And it, when the time comes to it, I'd be happy to propose approval, Madam Chairman. Thank you very much, Councillor Freeman. Councillor Reeve. Thank you. Just echoing uh, what I've just heard, uh, I'm in favour of this, so I won't spend time uh, more time and in due course I would be happy to second it. Thank you. Thank you very much Councillor Reeve. Councillor Fairhurst. Yes Madam Chairman, I just want to ask a question. How long has the gentleman's agreement existed for the, the other residents to use this as a car park? How, how long has it been going on? Um, well Councillor, Councillor Lees is sticking her hand up so would you like to answer that? Yes, I would like to answer that. It's not actually a gentleman's agreement, Councillor Fairhurst. It's been identified as a council car park all the time. It's just that the residents have started using it for convenience. And then, interestingly, a hole came in the fence so they could go through the fence to their back gardens instead of having to walk round. It has been quite a long time. But just to clarify, I've spoken to all the residents, and though they are disappointed that they're going to have to rechange their parking, um, all of them, bar one, recognise that it was a council car park and they understand that it's the need to build this house. Okay. Sorry, Madam Chairman, I was just going on information I was given by our officers and I'd love to know what the, how many years it has been going. Anybody? Uh, well, we've had... I, do you know the answer exactly, Doug? I mean, I Gold Close have been there for... Gold Coast bungalows have been there for, I can't tell you the exact time, but it's definitely over 25 years. Um, that was when, 30 years, um, 
And that was when the people thought there was be there would be more parking. The actual residence of Gold Close was an is an elderly was was an elderly identified council housing for elderly people. Very few people actually had a car or more cars. And as you saw from the photographs, the roads are very wide and parking on residential parking on the street is more than adequate. Thank you very much, Councillor. Um, okay, uh, Councillor LeCount. I think I'm live, am I yeah. not? Thank you. Yes, you uh, are. I'm the last speaker, and um, hopefully I might, because this is in my ward, and I would very much like to support this application. Uh, the fact is, 37 neighbours were consulted, and only three objected. Of those three, actually, um, a couple of them actually don't even own the houses there. So I would really quite like, as the ward member of this particular uh, branch, I'd like to actually propose that we approve it. So I think that might be useful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, yeah, Councillor um, LeCount, uh, Councillor Freeman did actually say at the very beginning um, he would be um, would propose. I'm, I'm happy to withdraw my one. You are. Um, well, I'm happy to defer to uh, Councillor LeCount if he okay. wishes to uh, propose. That's not a problem. Okay, thank you. So, Councillor LeCount, so would you would you second it, Councillor Freeman? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Reeve, for that withdrawal. So, um, as, so nobody else is wishing to speak. Councillor LeCount, you need to take your hand down. Thank you. I just want one last question, actually, just to make sure that we're having six-foot fences, and that will be important to the neighbours. So uh, I, I, think that's in, I think that's in the application anyway. Yeah, that was said, wasn't it? That came up in... Um, the report. Yes, thank you. It did, didn't it? Somebody nod their head at me. I'm sure I heard that. Yes, thank you very much, Doug. Thank you. So um, we have a proposal to approve this application um, proposed by Councillor Account, seconded by Councillor Freeman. And so over to you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Madam Chair. I see Councillor Gregory has returned to the room. If I could ask him to clarify how long he's been in the room and how much is heard. <clears throat> Councillor Gregory, it's purely because uh, we need to know how much you've um, heard of the application because we have That's to put you... uh, Councillor Gregory. It's, it's not a lot, it seems. Um, I do not feel able to form a judgment on the application as I was not in the room for the whole presentation. <laughs> Thank you very much, Councillor Gregory. We do have to ask, given the nature of the meeting. Okay, now then, everybody else, we have a proposal um, before the committee that this application be granted as asked with conditions as set out in the report. Should go through the register. Councillor Bagnall? Councillor Bagnall? I think he's left the room... Uh... Again, Chair, I'm afraid. It could, have, it could have dropped, couldn't it? We will have to record him as an abstention then. If he's, if he's not heard everything, we have to record him as an abstention. Councillor Fairhurst? Abstain. 
Councillor Freeman? Approve. Councillor LeCount? Approve. Councillor Lemon? Approve. Councillor Merrifield? Approve. Councillor Reeve? Approve. Councillor Stora? Approve. Councillor Sutton? Approve. Councillor Sell? Approve. Sorry, Councillor Bagnell is about to re-enter the room. You might wish to ask him if he did miss uh, much of the debate, uh, Chair. Councillor Bagnell, are you with us now? Just joining, Chair. Okay. Hello, Councillor Bagnell? He's still joining, Chair, sorry. <laughs> you know what he's because I can't, because I haven't got everybody on my one screen. He's still shown as joining, so I, there, there must be a, a technical. He's got. He must have. He does have difficulties sometimes with his internet, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I I have admitted him, but he's uh, he's still showing. Yes, he's just coming in now, chair. Okay. Hello, Councillor Bagnell. Are you with us again? Moving on. Doesn't make any difference to the outcome. No, then. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I think we'll just move. I think we'll move on and hope that he hears. Hope, hope that he's hearing this one. So, thank you very much, Councillor Lees and Mr. Mallins. Um, and um, we'll move on to the final. Yes. Item. Um, <clears throat> so, before we carry on, yeah, Madam Chair, we have eight in favour of this application and three yes. abstentions for the record. Thank you very much. And also, Councillor Bagnall is unmuted, so we maybe try just, it will work before we start, whether he's available for this out one. Yes. Councillor Bagnall, can you hear me? Can you hear us? Is there anybody there? <laughs> what do you hear? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think it's just it's one of it's just one of these days, isn't it? With it, yeah. it sounds like a UFO call. ET <laughs> phone home. Um, okay, um, I think we will just have to. Um, you might actually be able to hear, but not be able to, you know, speak. Come back. So, um, I think we have to move on, don't we? Really, and go to the last. I think so, Madam Chair. Yes. Okay. Moving on to agenda item eight, UTT 20-1270-HHF, Victoria Cottage, Deans Road, Danes Road, Devden. Thank you very much. And it's Rachel Clark again. Oh, it's not. It's, sorry. Shoesmith, <laughs> Maria Shoesmith. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you, Chair. <laughs> So I forgot you were there, then I you were <laughs> to you. So thank you very much. Sorry about that. No problem. Can everybody see my screen? Yes, thank you. Wonderful. Okay, so the applications for Victoria Cottage, Danes Road in Debden. The application site is located within the development limits of the village. Um, there is, let me see if I can uh, zoom in a bit. Might make it a little bit easier. So there is a pedestrian footpath that runs across the side of the property. 
Um, also, there is a set of uh, grade two listed buildings um, to the west of the application site. The application is for the demolition of an existing outbuilding, which is, um, fine. can zoom in. So um, the demolition of an existing outbuilding, which is located here to the east of the application site. Um, and the construction of a two-storey side extension in its place located here and a single story lean-to extension for store, which is located here. It should be noted that a two-story rear extension has been previously granted and built uh, to the rear of the property back in 2014. In terms of what uh, is proposed, um, this um, plan shows you um, the appearance from the first floor of the um, first floor footprint of the site, which is located here. So what it shows is that the existing number of bedrooms would be retained, which is three bedrooms. However, they would be enlarged um, to make them um, obviously a bit more bigger and including downstairs, which is... Um, also an enlarged dining uh, living area, which is located to the side here. In terms of the elevation of the uh, proposal, um, so above is as existing and below is as proposed, showing the two-storey side with a slight indentation uh, drop in the uh, ridge of the roof that's proposed with a hip. Um, an incorporated first floor dormer window and the lean-to which is located here. Uh, an objection has been raised uh, by the conservation officer which is highlighted in paragraph 9.1 of the report um, as a result because uh, it was considered to, uh, not being keeping with the character of the area or the cottage in itself. Highways had originally objected, however, amendments to the scheme have been, uh, uh, have been undertaken uh, in terms of the location plan and the setting back of the single-storey side element. Uh, as a result, they have removed that objection. The revised scheme um, shows, um, say, the, um, the reduction and, and the hip of the roof to... Uh, to make it a bit more subordinate and to reduce the level of impact that's considered upon the overall appearance of the property. The materials um, would be a render for the two-storey element. Overall, it was considered that the scheme sympathetically designed um, and would not uh, cause any harm to the character and appearance of the original dwelling nor impact upon the setting of the adjacent grade two listed buildings due to the location of the extensions, uh, the nature of them and how far apart they're actually located. Um, it's also considered because of the variation of the styles of the different buildings along the street scene, um, it was felt appropriate as well in terms of what's being proposed. No impact upon amenities considered. Um, as stated, the number of bedrooms would remain, so there's no additional parking um, required for the dwelling. 
As a result, uh, the scheme's recommended for approval, uh, subject to conditions of the materials to match. Thank, Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Um, if you could, that's great. Um, comments? Comments? Chairman, we have a public, we have Councillor oh, Luck. Sorry. I do apologise. I apologise, Councillor Luck. How could I forget you? I do apologise. <laughs> Over to you. Now, have to unmute yourself. You, I'll use the space bar. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, good afternoon, Chair and Councillors and Officers. Um, as you know, I'm representing uh, Devon and Wimbish Ward. The proposal before you is for a detached property, which is not listed, but you have a report from Place Services on file. It's adjacent to listed buildings to the west and modern buildings to the east. Uh, the accommodation proposed is to make uh, the building bigger to accommodate growing young family uh, because their options to relate, uh, relocate to other properties in Devon are limited uh, or non-existent. The cladding mentioned by place services should not pose a problem as there are such cladding on buildings in the vicinity and I'm confident that like the parish council, the majority of the residents in the village would not have problems with the proposed plans. I'm therefore minded to support the application along with the officer's comments. Uh, if someone can unmute me, uh, I'd just like to show you a couple of pictures, if it works. Um, uh, I think you possibly should have, sub you should have actually um, sent us those and asked for them to come to us previously. So, um, I, what do we think, Mr. Brown? I don't actually think... <laughs> He's done it anyway. <laughs> That's a hand. I, yeah. I personally think when you're dealing with householder applications, that the most... the most If he's only going to... If Councillor Luck... Because we know what he's like. Councillor Luck, as long as he's only showing photographs of the actual site or, or something in the vicinity, I think we can live with it. Because he's just, you know... I don't think it's that major. If, if anything to help you make a decision, I think it would be fine. But for if future reference, Councillor Luck, it would have been better had you sent it to Maria or Rosemary. Mm -hmm. So you could put you could put it up there, or yes, because I don't think we can get you to share it, can we? So no. Um, right, that's the house just now. I take it. You have to unmute yourself. Okay, that's the street scene, I take it. I'm doing his presentation for him. That's the street scene, yeah, okay. Because we can't hear you. To be honest with you, Chairman, he, we do yeah. need to hear him because yeah, if you were listening in, you would have no you, idea what he's, he's doing. He's now unmuted, he's now <laughs> unmuted. Right. Victoria Cottage, as it is now. Yes. Lovely. Street scene the other way with modern houses adjacent to Victoria cottages. Yes. And that's all I need to show you, I think. Thank you very much, Councillor Luck. 
I'm sorry for my technical inability there, but I'm learning and you'll get it better in the future. Thank you very much. Okay, Councillor, so Councillor Lemon. Thank you, Chair. Um, yeah, I've read the, our conservation officer's uh, report and I have to say I actually quite agree with her or, or with the uh, conservation officer and I'm um, finding it quite difficult to support this proposal on the grounds that she that is stated under her report. Thank you very much, Councillor Lemon. Councillor Fairhurst. Yeah, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, despite the residents having no objections and it being very well motivated by, by the ward councillor, um, we have a conservation officer and they are un unambiguous in the situation. And you know what? We rely on them a lot to preserve the heritage and, and courage of our, of our district. I'd be very reluctant to, to oppose them in this one. Thank you very much, Councillor Fearhurst. Councillor Freeman. Hello. Hello. Councillor Freeman, yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. Councillor Bagnall, oh, right, he's gone. So, thank you, Councillor Freeman. It's not our conservation officer. I think it's Place Services, which is fine, but I don't think we have a conservation officer. We buy it by the yard, as it were. Um, what would have been really useful on this, and it's spectacularly lacking, and um, I hope that we can take note of this for future, would have been the street scene. We've got a photograph of the house. We've got plans of what it would look like when it's been developed. I don't see the listed building at all, and that's material to my decision on this. Uh, I, I actually want, want to see a street scene, because if the conservation officer or place services have said that this is material, I need to judge that for myself. And I can't from the evidence that's presented. I don't know that area well enough. I don't actually recognise the house. Um, so uh, I, I suppose the right thing to do, Madam Chairman, would be to actually uh, uh, put this on hold until we've got some nice pictures of the street scene because we can't make a valid judgment on this. I don't have any problems with the extension. It makes the house look better. But if it has a significant impact on one of our listed buildings, we need to know about that before we can make a valid decision, in my view. Thank you very much, Councillor Freeman. Councillor Sutton and then Councillor Bagnall. Um, I was just going to say, I do actually know this um, this block or, you know, the area. Um, and, you know, perhaps the um, listed building is behind the house, but the actual street scene is very normal. It, there's no exceptional or even old looking buildings in the front of it but um and and also i you know so that sort of sways me a little bit i understand that you know we have to preserve a lot of you know other things of important buildings and so on we do have to we do have to take that in, into account but um on this instant i i'm not convinced that um it's um it's it's really a special uh you know sort of listed building that you can see from the front and the other thing is i always feel sorry for people that want to live who continue to live where they um where they have put down roots and they can't simply because the place is small and there isn't the housing or 
that mix that they can actually afford to move into. So that also sort of sways me because, you know, if they're going to be a family that actually want to, I know there's no guarantees, but we're led to believe that this is a family that actually wants to live and continue to live within the district. So that sort of sways me a little bit as well. But anyway, I'll be said and led by the experts. Thank, Thank you very much, Councillor Sutton. Councillor Bagnall, and then I think I'd like to come back. I'd like to say something. So Councillor Bagnall. Thanks, Chair. Um, I, I sympathise with both sides of the argument on this one, but uh, the, the real point I wanted to raise was uh, whilst Councillor Luck's heart was in the right place, I don't think that was appropriate for the listening public. So I think on that basis, that material should be part of um, part of the submission or it can't be used at all. I don't think that would be fair because um, that wasn't part of the, the original paperwork that the committee got. Okay, thank you very much, Councillor Bagnall. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Stora, and then I'll say something. Thank you. Thank you, Chair, but I'm happy to defer to you if you, if you, would, if you would like. Uh... Well, what I was going to say was we have no pictures of the listed building. We have no pictures as... Was it Councillor Freeman said the street scene? Was it, or was it, I can't remember now. But there's no pictures or appears to be no images of the street scene. I mean, I know I drive through Debden, but I can't quite remember um, where it is. I agree it's good. I mean, I am in a house that we extended to um, take my family so we didn't have to move from where we were living. So um, um, I would... I think so that we don't do it, we don't make a definite choice today. I think we should, um, I would propose to defer this today, um, but I will, um, Councillor Storer wanted to say something, so I will, I won't, I won't do it formally yet, but I will wait for Councillor Storer to say something. Thank you, Chair. I was going to propose deferment. Um, okay. Yeah, but so, can I make a suggestion as well? Yeah, you, please do. Um, can I suggest we visit it as well? That's what I was because, because, yeah, <laughs> going to say that because, when I you know, because we could normal. be in that, that situation in a month's time as well. Um, no, we I was will going to be having pre we will be doing some preemptive site visits next month anyway. So we're not going out specifically for this. I think you may and we're providing you with your postcodes, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> And I can get there on my bicycle, Madam Chairman. Oh, excellent. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, but no, I, I was going to suggest that when I did this formally. So, okay, I propose to defer this application to next month or to another to another planning committee um, with a site visit. So, Councillor Stora, can I take it that you would second that proposal? Thank you very much. So, um, propose to defer with a site visit, um, seconded with myself, Seconded, proposed by myself, seconded by Councillor Stora, and over to you, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the motion before the committee is uh, deferral for a site visit. If I can go through the register, please. Uh, Councillor Bagnall? For the proposal. Councillor Fairhurst? For. Councillor Freeman? For. Councillor LeCount? For. Councillor Lemon? For. Councillor Merrifield? For. Councillor Reeve. For. Councillor Stora. 
Councillor Sutton. Or Councillor Gregory. Or Councillor Sell. Or that's unanimous, Madam Chair, for a deferral pending a site visit. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. So our next, that's the end of today's um, agenda. Thank you very much to everybody. Um, and our next planning committee is, will be in four weeks' time, Mr Brown? Or three, three weeks' time on the 30th of September. Thank you very much, 30th of September. Um, Thank you, Madam Chairman. That's in the diary. Thank you very much, everybody. We got through it in good time. Thank you, Madam Chairman. Thank you very much, everybody. Bye-bye. I think Mr Brown's going to do a jig. Good night. <laughs> Just five o'clock. Yeah.